0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmic Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's Unregimented.
1: Gangsters, what's up, guys?
0: And now, here are your hosts Unregimented number
2: 210. I'm Chris. Aaron And I'm Rich We're recording this show on uh, November
1: 9th Or as we called it last year The day after Oh yeah This is, this is uh, one year to the day No, it was the, the One year to the day D- One year to the day after
2: yeah, This <laughs> was one year ago We were all walking around going What the
1: fuck just happened I think You know we, we heard uh, Rumors this week too Of even Trump being Stunned he was uh, pro- possibly more stunned than uh, than the population that didn't vote for him as to w- as to how this all happened.
2: <laughs> this is stunned as the rest of us. How the fuck did this guy win?
1: Yeah. That was yeah.
2: us and what he was saying in his own head.
1: <laughs> right. He was saying, now what? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I got to do this. This, this, this is going to be hard. We all survived... Uh, n- November fourth, I see. You guys didn't see any Antifa super soldiers out on the streets overthrowing the government? Nope.
0: Nope. Didn't see any uh <laughs> flew in didn't an airplane see any militias out there fighting the good fight against the government that was gonna overthrow us, apparently.
2: I had a hundred milligram edible and took a flight. <laughs>
0: I, you know that Squeegeed whole shit. my third eye and flew across the country. <laughs> Dude, I do that
1: every flight, man. That whole shit. I saw that shit start on Twitter, and then get picked up by. I think it. I think Alex Jones went with it. Then Breitbart. Then on to Fox News, and Fox News had like this whole ten-minute piece about what Antifa was and what was what their plans are. That was like, I don't even know where they got all this footage from. Like somebody has to be staging some of this shit. That's the the, the biggest problem with the concept of Antifa, is that when you hide your face. You allow others to do whatever they want with the image that you've created. and green screens are a thing. Green screens? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I just thought it was great because, yeah, initially I heard it was all the, you know, oh, Antifa is going to come out of the woodwork and all this. And then it somehow morphed into, no, it's the Trump militias, which I don't know what flag they fly, but the flag of Keck, I don't know. Anyways... Yeah, they were going to come out, and there was going to be martial law declared because the government was going to move into major cities and take over, and so Mm -hmm. the militias were going to defend against that. And then at some point, I'm like, does someone just throw the kitchen sink on the internet and just say, fuck it? We'll just say that everything's going to happen on the (laughs) 4th?
1: Wait, the the actual tweet from Crang T. Nelson, an anonymous Twitter account says, can't wait for November 4th when millions of Antifa super soldiers will behead all white parents and small business owners in the town square. Yeah. Because town squares are a thing. Fucking Alex Jones talks about it like it's real.
0: Well, I mean, you are fake they news. are putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay. The freaking so. frogs gay. <laughs> he is 800% woke. Just ask him. 800% woke. Can we stop
2: saying woke? Like, can we, as a, as a group, can we just make the decision to stop saying woke?
0: It's going nowhere, dude. It's it's not going anywhere. It's there. It's the, bad the, grammar for starters. I, I understand.
1: Uh, right? Was it even a word before? I mean, if it was, nobody used it to describe anything. You woke up
0: instead of saying awake, aware. <clears throat> it's just cooler to say woke. Now there's a. There's a, a a correspondent on the Young Turks, and I think he might even be on MSNBC now. And his nickname is Woke Bay.
1: <laughs> oh God! I just threw up a little in my mouth. I know, his right? Name's,
0: his name's Hassan Parker, and apparently women think he's hot and he's woke, so he's Woke Bay.
2: Dude, that is so douchey. It could clean a vagina.
0: <laughs> I know, and that makes Dr. McDreamy seem like, you know, nothing, yeah. you know, right? Like, How hard did we roll our eyes when it was McDreamy and oh. all that shit? Now it's Woke Bay. Oh,
1: Two words that are up. absolutely gay smashed together.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: Well, I think what we really want to know is what kind of pizza does Antifa ah! eat? It's got to have pineapples on it. <laughs> <laughs> But That's all I know. <laughs> I mean, we're, yeah, we're still talking about Papa John's. And, I mean, the idea that uh, a place that makes, like, one of the shittiest pies that I've ever tasted is losing business because of anything going on with politics is ludicrous. Listen, dipshit,
2: I'm in the industry. You are still charging over $10 for a pizza in 2017. That's why your sales are slipping.
0: It's funny because two weeks ago I opened up my my email and I don't know how Papa John's got my email address, but they had it. And uh, there was a coupon for like, you know, try one of our free pan pizzas, blah, blah, blah. And so I ordered it and I ate like, I'll say about three slices, fought the urge to regurgitate and pretty much threw the rest of it away. It was like, I'm glad I didn't pay anything for that. I, I, I could not believe how, and it's not like Papa John's was an outstanding pizza before. But, <laughs> I mean, it, literally, all the toppings were in the middle of this pizza. And this is a pan pizza. There's no reason for the toppings to congregate in the middle. You know, so it's they just threw them in there. The cheese was, like, rubber. The crust was, like, soggy. And I'm like, this is this is garbage. And then, literally two days after that, oh, it's NFL players and all this kneeling that's affecting my business. What? No, it's a shitty product. You think Pete, uh, you think Peyton Manning sold his stores? Oh God, no. <laughs> Yo, oh, but I did. And it, this is how you know it's it's shitty. Even their little garlic cuff that they used to, where they still give you. It, dude, it's way smaller than it used to be. Um, I mean, you can maybe get like two two pieces of crust dipped in there, and you're going to be out. I mean, it's tiny. And I'm like, but yeah, you've cut back on everything, including so, uh, quality. The national anthem does not factor
2: into most to anyone's pizza buying decision. Papa John
0: I really want you to know that. Well, I do like how it's been... I don't know who started this. Supposedly, the alt, Papa John's is the alt-right pizza now.
2: Well, <laughs> why is it in everything? Why? Why? Why,
1: why can't a cigar just be a fucking cigar anymore? Why is it That's, you There's no staying neutral in this inv- current environment. You have to pick a side. You have to pick a side. Pick a side and we'll fucking kill you well come kill me that's all i got to say oh my come kill God. me because how, how I, is it the let, alt-right pizza let's hear it it's because they claimed it is. i mean well no papa john's had a statement that said we, we don't want racists buying our pizza that's fine so they tried to disassociate themselves with the alt-right <laughs> as much as possible why
2: can't it, someone be honest hey racists have money too
1: we don't care better ingredients better pizza Right. Popped well, out. I mean, we, like, what is what is Stan saying? I'm not going to sell pizza to racists. Like, are you going to start asking? Is there a questionnaire that I have to hey, fill out to prove that I'm not racist to get your shitty pizza? Before I give you this pizza,
2: here's think, a question. What do you think of black people?
0: No, no, let me ask you a question. If you see a black man and a white woman, a woman walking down the street, what's your gut reaction? Uh, I'm pretty disgusted. Sorry, you can't buy a
2: pizza. Yeah, you can't have this pizza. Can't have it. I'm going to take this $20 and not give you the pizza to teach you a lesson.
0: No, it's... it's, It started with, from what I understand, it was either a Twitter or a Facebook post. Someone claiming to work at Papa John's posted a picture that I've seen for years on the Internet now. It's the exact same picture. Of someone who made a swastika out of pepperoni on a pizza and took a picture of it. Right. And said, This is this is this is what you support when you buy Papa John's. And all the knee jerk reactions from all the idiots you'd expect happened. And people chose sides over a picture that's been around for a decade at least that they are acting like is brand new. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And then and then Whatever Papa John, his real name is, come out and said, well, my sales are down. It's because the NFL hasn't taken care of this kneeling thing. Man. And it's like, once again, I'm going to hit you in the leg for your mortgage. Does not make any sense? What the fuck does one have to do with the other? It has nothing. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about pre-show. Uh, is it never? Is it, are corporations to the point where it's never their product anymore? Like, have we seen the last of a corporation going, we're sorry, like the well, new when- Coke, remember New Coke, Pepsi Clear, Yeah. Domino's, when they got rid of Dave, uh, uh oh, shit, I just forgot his name, that's how much I put him out of my head. Brandon. Brandon, thank you. Uh, they were like, we are sorry our pizza sucked under his watch, we got a whole new pizza coming at you.
1: I don't know, how many more times can Domino's go back to that well? Like, this they- they're constantly apologizing, Listen, saying we're going to do better. We mean it. Well, you know that's kind of a rarity for for corporations to do at any time. I admit they made a mistake, it, right? I think that when you're completely dependent on your uh, on, on people directly buying your product, then you know maybe you can uh, win them back, but. I think that maybe you should just get big enough to be like a bank or uh, an automotive industry or something like that where you're just so big that it doesn't matter if you make a shitty product or fuck over your customers, the government's going to bail you out because you're just going to go too big to fail. Uh, you can, I think you could still
2: have that uh, attitude if you're like the electric company.
1: Yeah, no, that, absolutely.
2: The gas company? Oh, hot. Oh, so you're gonna heat your home? Shut up and get fucked. Says that I'm the gas, the con- the stationary, I get my bill on.
0: Well, well, okay, so but but let's 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 entertain the absurd for a second here. Okay. Any chance that there's any fucking truth to the fact that Papa John's is a is a, is, a, is a Nazi front? I mean, no, in, seriously, zero no, percent uh, chance that somewhere there's because that's, that's the other thing. It's, we used to be afraid of the boogeyman when we were kids. Did the boogeyman evolve into Nazis now for a whole generation? Because they see Nazis everywhere, behind every tree, behind everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not going anywhere, obviously. H- this has is, this is now persisted for almost going on a year. And that's, a, that's amazing in today's 24-hour news cycle.
1: Man, well, I hope they never well, stumble seen- across
2: Hogan's Heroes on TV land. We've seen You're a lot of examples of this shit.
1: lately where I mean this organizations, people who are who are a minority in this country attach themselves to things, famous people, uh what have you. pop that down a little bit. That's really loud. Um it, that just don't have a clear stance on an issue. You know, so they can kind of it's it's a way of saying like we're more pervasive than you think. You know, there's a lot of people out there who think this way. We are a movement. You know, uh, Papa John's is with us. Taylor Swift is is one of us. Uh, it, and it's just it's just random. I mean, they're just basically just picking out people who haven't actively come out on a stance on on being anti Nazi or anti alt right or, or whatever. I,
0: I so it, we have literally moved into the land of you're either vocally with us or you're one of them. And it's coming from both of the quote unquote sides because I hear it from the right, just as much as I hear it from the left, the right just uses different language. It's not Nazis, you're snowflakes, you're a libtard, you're a cuck, which is, Oh God, I cannot believe the word cuck is still being used unironically in this point. But it still is. And it's just like, really, really? So I can't, none of us are allowed to think for ourselves and go, there's some good ideas over here, there's some good ideas over here, there's also some good ideas over here in the middle where we all get together, you know, rational people who aren't slaves to, you know, rooting for our side and our side only.
1: anymore. You have to pick a side. I, well, point, not only that, if you don't pick a side, a side will be picked for you.
0: Yeah, you'll be assigned a side, right? And it's just it's it's insanity, man. It really is. I mean, well,
1: uh, look at um, you know it's this most recent shooting in Texas. Everybody wants to know. First thing is, who did you vote for? Oh, we got to know. Oh, oh if you voted God. for if you voted for Hillary, then he's Antifa. And this was a target on religion and mainstream culture in this nation and white people. And if he, and voted if he, for and if he was right wing, then he's just one of these crazy right wing gun nuts. Yeah, and if,
0: or, and, uh, and meanwhile, meanwhile, the, the truth is, wasn't he trying to kill his mother in law? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, like, it seems to- like, that gets buried though. Like, yeah. it was mentioned for one day that. He had literally sent death threats to his mother in law via text or email or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, well, there's your motive right there. That's also, her church.
1: Yeah, I mean, he smacked up his old lady, cracked his. Uh, well, I don't know. It wasn't his kid, right? His adopted stepson. kid or something? Step stepson. stepson crack, son, cracked the kid's skull. Like, this guy was violent. But no, it must have been politics. The fucking. Uh, did you hear about Rand Paul getting tackled? Breaks. He gets yeah, tackled by his, his neighbor, lawn? blindsided, and I think he's just coming home. And maybe the guy, maybe the neighbor was mowing his lawn, but he was coming home, and the guy just fucking tackles him, and nobody can seem to get the real story of what it is. But you know, again, when when we don't know for sure, we'll just assign a side to it. Oh, he. He was mad at at Rand Paul because of his politics, I mean obviously you know this, this guy this guy must have been, been Antifa and that's why he was mad at Rand Paul and that's why he attacked him and This is why I'm saying liberalism is cancer and and you know these people are violent, and they're going to overthrow our government and change our whole way of life in this country well, weren't you telling me earlier this week, Aaron,
2: about Trump and the fish over in uh Japan? Trump- <laughs>
1: Trump, yeah, so...
0: Do you to feed him?
1: Trump, well, here's the story about how Trump feeds the fish, right? And, look, Trump is a buffoon. Let's start with that. Like, he says a lot of dumb shit, he does a lot of dumb shit, and a lot of the criticism is, is earned. He goes to Japan, he feeds the fish with the, uh, with the Japanese president. They have a president, right? Yeah. President, and, prime
0: minister, and, whatever.
1: Yeah, and... So they're at the koi pond, they're feeding the fish It seems kind of like one of these ceremonial things You know, people are taking pictures of them doing it And uh, it's probably some meditative thing that that they do in Japan And so uh, I'm seeing all over Twitter Right after the the photos are published People have them superimposed next to each other Here's a picture of the Japanese president And he's very gracefully dishing out You know, in these in these like like he's painting you know with the brush he's kind of sh- shaking it out on the water he's got a little little box full of food and the spoon and he's you know distributing it evenly to all the fish and and then next to him is the is trump with the box just dumping it out just like screw this here you go fish moving on you the most food anyone's ever given you. And and you know, this is like, oh our, this is why our president is an embarrassment to us, and he's always you know, so uncultured and and all this criticism laid against him for this two photos superimposed. Now, watch the video of it. And the video shows the two of them side by side, and Trump is following the Japanese president's lead on everything. He's watching them. He's watching him shake it out across the water And he shakes some out across the water And, and then it, when they're all done The Japanese president d- Turns his box over And dumps the remaining food in there And looks at Trump And Trump does the same thing And then they move on So it was nothing I mean it, it started with nothing And they tried to make it into something Only doing More harm to their cause As being fake news because again, the guy is a buffoon. He does earn a lot of criticism. To like try and 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 doctor stories to tell your narrative is not only not necessary. Yeah, you don't need to make anything. He'll give you something. It's it's ridiculously harmful. It it gives cover to everyone who's like, well, look at this liberal media is fake news. They're just making up stories. Remember with George W, it was like, "eh, wait a few weeks, he'll do
2: something stupid." With this guy, it's like, "wait a few hours, right? Wait a few hours. This guy will give you something. You do not need to manufacture buffoonery."
0: I did, uh, We just need the Benny Hill theme to play. Like you know, <laughs> they're showing clips of him when he's not talking. Just run it in the background as a music bed. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, uh, Rever- of course, someone would get offended. The chief. Well, someone would we get offended, be like, "Oh, you're normalizing his horrible, racist, sexist, blah 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 behavior," and it's like, oh, Jesus. Yes, it,
2: sure, whatever you say.
0: We can, we can head. Remember, like 15 years ago, when uh, this is why we can't have nice things memes started going around. They were just 15 years too early. We really cannot have nice things anymore. Everything nope. has a hidden. Someone
1: meaning. will shit on
0: it. Everything, yeah. Everything's evil and bad. <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, can't we can't. Just, ha-
0: can't we just laugh at a president anymore? Like we all giggled when when Bush dodged both them shoes. Dude, that was we, that was Daddy dexterity. Bush... No one ever talks about that. The the quickness. You know. Well, he. You know he he was he was a cheerleader. Yeah.
3: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know? But no, I mean, even you know, Daddy Bush. When Daddy Bush puked in the lap of the uh, Japanese prime minister, we all, you know, we all laughed and shit. We're they, like, there you go. They That's led with that
2: cool. on Saturday Night Live. It's you know, a Defining it, moment for Dana Carvey.
0: Now it's like the, if Trump does something stupid just out of pure fucking buffoonery, and there's some hidden meaning in it, and there's a signal he sent to the alt-right, and it's triggered somebody... To, and it's and it's, and it's it's brought you know brought them out of the deep state that they were in and there's a there's a cell being organized it's like oh my
1: god oh shut up is it it's ironic that the word triggered is a trigger for me like it makes me so mad because it's so not an argument or anything
0: yeah you getting upset is, is means nothing in the grand scheme of things it it really it really it really doesn't. It's the same as I'm offended, and what's your point? Oh,
2: are you feeling, I'm it, sir?
0: Aff- I'm offended is not an argument. Period. That's all there is to it. I, I and 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 I work with people who go, oh, you know, like you, know, you show them something on your phone. Oh, don't show that to you. Give me a trigger warning first. What people I say this you- to you? Yeah, I, yes, I'm not joking. And I'm I at oh. first I thought they were joking. It took me a few months to realize like no 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 they're serious. <laughs> like, and the new thing is content warning, so, you know it's, oh it's CW instead of TW, you know it'll be like a picture of someone's food and it'll say food meat, you know etc. And I'm like what are you <laughs> what? warning people? What is this for you vegans? Might, you might look at meat. Who are anorexic? They can't look at food. What, oh, who needs a content warning for food?
2: Wow, dude. Wow. I, Every time I think my mind can't be blown, it gets blown.
0: I mean, I, I, I really think just it's time. Justin, I thought time. I've heard it all. I really think it's time as people that, that, that we take a look around and realize that this shit ain't going nowhere. It's not. It's like cancer. And not in the, in the term that the right uses it or the left uses it or whoever the fuck uses it on the internet. It might go into remission, but eventually it's going to come back. This shit, it might back up a few steps, but at some point, it's going to vault forward a couple fucking miles. This nonsense is here to stay. It has been this way and just getting more and more this way for years now. And once again, for anything to last that long in our 24-hour short attention span theater society is amazing. Which means it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's just not. And we've gotten to the point where we just redefine words to mean what we want them to mean if we don't like the definition of them. We just go, that's not, no, no, We just pull gangster shit on the dictionary. Well, this is what this word means. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It means this. Why? Because I say so. Who are you? I'm me. My opinion matters. Well, if you have an opinion about a definition of a word, it's, it's not a fact. Once again, the earth's flat. You have to respect my opinion. It's not an opinion. You're spouting wrong facts. I heard a great
2: take on flat earthers today from, uh, I believe his friends call him uh, NDT, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He says when, he <laughs> he, when he hears uh, people talk about uh, when he hears flat earthers, he hears two things. He says, we live in a society that allows free speech.
1: And we live in a society
0: where the education system has failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we live in a society where teachers can't tell a student they're wrong. I mean, it, it's like that, sp- that
2: blew my mind a few months ago with that, that video that was circulating with that student dressing down as professor. Dude, if any of us tried that when we were college age, we'd have been escorted out of the classroom, for starters, probably by someone with a badge. And the press probably been yelling back louder at us, going, "What the
0: fuck is wrong? If you get the fuck out of my classroom,
3: here,
2: let me
0: help. Let me get the gentleman with a gun to help remove you." That's what I've been trying to explain to people. This is not college students making requests of the the faculty. This is not even college students making demands, which is just a forceful request. This is college students telling the faculty what they will and will not do. And more often than not, colleges buckle and go, okay. Yeah, but try that in the working world. Good luck. But they're shaping slowly through college, through culture, how the working world will look in thirty years. We were talking about a pre show. You already have you already have people and companies who are willing to sacrifice profit to push an ideal. I guarantee you it's not going to be any better in 30 years. There's always going to be ruthless capitalists out there who money is the bottom line. Don't get me wrong on that. But if America becomes such a, a, a toxic place to do business where ideals trump profits, they'll just pack their comp- companies up and go to developing nations who are like, we'll take your money, we'll take yeah. the fallout from it, Tax breaks, tax breaks, come here, please. We don't, we don't, we do not care. Fuck ideals. We want to eat. Yeah. All right. These motherfuckers are a bunch of people fighting over words. We're fighting over to serve. We're fighting to survive. That's first world problems. That's really what this this all is. All this bullshit is first world bullshit. Yep. Like, I, I, I at this point, I I hate to agree with. With, with you, Chris, not because I don't want to agree with you, but I just don't... We need a national, like, ass-kicking. So we can go, oh, wait a minute. There's more to life than arguing about pronouns. Yeah, and, well, it's not so much that... Uh,
1: come on, no, wait a minute. Like, I, isn't I, there a part of you that can just say that, isn't this great that we can live in a time where people can argue about shit that doesn't matter? Like, we are not, that comfortable... But it's it's going past arguing. We have it's no perspective. Going,
2: it, that's that's the thing. I'm not I'm not cheering on a war because yeah, I want to see shit blow up. It's more because it would be a perspective shifter. Oh hey, wait, we've been being we've been arguing over dumb shit. You know, have, have your way of life be threatened? You know, like have that be threatened, and it might uh, you know you might be grateful and appreciate what
0: you have. Yeah, I just I. I once once all the the necessities of life are met you know food shelter etc it's only natural that we start looking to improve other areas of life but i think that we've gone full circle and now we're we're tearing apart uh, each other for how we choose to try to go about living our lives and we do it and everybody's so morally certain that they are on the right side that they won't listen to anybody else and it's 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 ridiculous it's that is that is not the way to move forward. I mean I really I really hope I really do that when it comes to science and technology and the innovations they're trying to make that they never have the conversations we have on this show. I do not want my scientists sitting here talking about the bullshit like trigger warnings and and you know arguing you know oh well, this person ate, ate, ate a, ordered a Papa John's pizza at lunchtime. So they're a Nazi and all this shit. I just hope they focus on actual breakthroughs in technology and moving Man, that's, forward.
2: That's why I didn't like that March for science. It's like, uh, no, no, go. You, what are you not researching? Or you're making, or you're holding your clever sign. <laughs> what, what didn't we cure today? I mean, I get it. We're, we shouldn't be robots. And yes, we're allowed to have opinions, but I don't know. Yeah, sorry. That's like, that's like, what, a year ago? Nine months ago. But it's the mentality of it, I guess.
0: Well, you know, the, the, you, you guys mentioned it earlier. The year anniversary of the Cheeto cost happened. And on, on social media and on podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, you know, people started bringing up, well, hey, this is what was being said a year ago. And you'd think that people would learn from the mistakes they made. No, they've doubled down on them.
2: And i like to point out we're all still alive. Nothing's really changed. He's trying to do a bunch of dumb shit. The courts have stepped in and been like, hey, no, we're the referees. Uh, You can't do that. Congress has done nothing. Really?
1: We're We're just a year crazier. Well, we saw indictments, finally. We saw actual charges... Filed in the investigation
2: But they have nothing to
1: do With the campaign so uh, Sure they do
2: How do they not It's all stuff Manafort did before it, it, He was involved it would, It's for stuff that wasn't not in 2016 It stops in what? February 2016? As far
1: okay. as but But it's a person that was involved In Trump's campaign So to say that It happened before the campaign is not a defense. Like, you hired somebody knowingly who had these ties to Russia. I I
2: saw John Oliver. Trump's either stupid or liar on this one, quite honestly. He's either stupid and didn't know, or he's lying that he knew that what the shit that this guy was involved in.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, let's be... Manafort has... uh, He has the authority to cast a wide net on this investigation, and it wasn't... The investigation is not uh, restricted to just what transpired during the campaign. Which isn't... But I'm... Am I lost? Wasn't this what this whole thing was supposed to be about? It is about the campaign. <laughs> yes, it is about the campaign. It, but the the investigation doesn't have to be restricted to what happened during the campaign. Like hiring somebody who's laundering money for Russia for your campaign is what they're looking at here.
2: Sure. I mean, I'll, I guess I'm just
1: I won't be convinced until I hear a conviction.
2: I just that's you know where I'm mad on this. I don't fight, man.
0: <laughs> it isn't the point of the charge though to get him to flip.
1: I just absolutely. I
0: just, isn't that exactly what they're hoping for? Is that he'll yeah. just go wait a minute? Whoa, 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 whoa! To save my own ass, I'll throw someone else under the bus. One hundred percent hopefully get work their way up the ladder.
2: I guess I I'm also too uh, I've had this kicking <laughs> around in my head about it, is like do we think I mean with with the the world he's been involved in most of his adult life do you think he's not learned to cover his tracks really well? Do you think there hasn't been a deal cut with somebody like look, you'll spend a couple years you know at Club Fed and when you get out you know, I'll funnel money to you every month. You, I mean, you don't think like that's, you know, like you know, because if shit goes down, we need to fall guy. I'm not going. You,
1: I, I guess I am that cynical about it. But but it doesn't just rest on on Manafort.
2: But I'm just I'm not saying it's Manafort. I'm saying somewhere down the line.
1: What do you? Think? I mean, there's a lot of somewheres down the line yeah. then, that you would have to cover. Like, I'm just saying it's that... totally possible, but. It's not very probable that they'd be able to cover their ass on everybody that seems to be involved in this. Sure. I mean, I, I just,
2: I, uh, to me so far, this is all political theater, quite honestly. It's we're looking like we're doing something. An indictment isn't a conviction. I guess I don't believe it till I see, you know, the head in the bucket in front of the guillotine, quite honestly. That's where I'm at. Look what you did to me,
1: America. I'm that fucking cynical. <laughs> America, what have you done well, to I mean moment? yeah <laughs> That's that's fair, but I I don't know if what you want to see is, I mean, is Trump you, being held responsible for his actions ultimately. I mean, you I mean, this have, is
2: you'd have had me with the indictments at least involving something to do with the campaign. Like, I guess that's another rub with it for me. It's like it really they have technically nothing to do with the campaign. Like. That's I'm like all right, sure you're throwing shit at the wall now to see what sticks. That's what it. That's what it felt like to me. Like,
1: yeah, but that's like saying that Watergate was just a break in. I mean,
2: but eventually with Watergate, there was definitive proof.
1: (laughs) Okay, but you're see, you're presupposing a lot, a fuck ton. I mean, first of all, this is we don't know what the scope of the entire investigation is. We don't know what, they, what is actually known about what happened like, during the campaign. Doesn't that make you We're wonder? Fu- n- no. Why would it be? <laughs> it may- it,
2: it's- You're not allowed to know until we tell you. Like that kind of, that's how
1: it comes across to me. Well, you, wanna, you think that the people should be daily briefed on the status of the FBI investigation? I mean, kind of. I think you should. I think there should be some transparency. Some transparency. I don't think so. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do an investigation in that way. If you lay out everything that you're looking at, then you give Trump and his team a map of what they of the loose ends that they need to tie up. So there's a very good reason why we don't know everything that they're they're investigating, <clears throat> and there's probably a very good reason why we're only hearing about charges that or gives you are, time are, are directly, shit. Are the directly tied the to, to the, the campaign. I'll
2: put on the other side of the fence. Or it gives you time to manufacture shit because you can't be seen. Oh, I will let you know. I mean, that's... I told,
1: I'm too far gone in the, I, to the not side you, of things. Again, I don't know what you want. Like you, You want Trump out of office. You want him to be held responsible for his actions. But anything that happens towards that goal is written off as meaningless.
2: Well, I'm saying, at least, like I said, I would have at least been encouraged if they were, like, tied to the investigation. Like, that's... I'm just in wait-and-see
0: mode at, at this point. Like You're part of the wait-and-see tribe? Yeah. Well, okay, look, let's... Uh, we just had, I guess it's considered a midterm election, even though it's not technically a midterm election. Just had the elections go mid-term,
2: by. Midterm, midterm. And, and two Democratic governors won.
0: Ooh. Okay, that's okay. That's 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 what I'm getting at. I've had a, I've heard a lot of people celebrating that. Congress okay, signing
2: Congress. This <laughs> is you loving.
0: know, this is showing the blowback against Trump and his and his bunch.
2: Hey, he went the to show election. up a year later. Good job.
0: And I mean, isn't that the quickest way to get to get rid of the Trump problem? Hmm. Stop is, voting you
1: know, p- him and people like him into office. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Because this this investigation could go on. If he's voted out in 2020, this investigation could get dragged past that. I mean, you got you are dealing with people with money. And if they're guilty, people with money, when they're guilty, will put off a trial as quick as possible. Or as quick as possible, excuse me, as long as possible. I mean, that's just what they do. They're just like, I don't know. Right.
1: Certainly, there's a lot that Trump can do to shield himself. But it's not about ultimately what he can protect himself against. It's about how useful is Trump to the Republican Party. <laughs> and you know, that's why not Richard fairy. Nixon resigned. He got to the point where regardless of guilty or innocent, he had no more leadership left in the Republican Party. I, but that's the thing. is, it's, we, we got the wild card.
2: I don't think he cares about that. He just cares that he 's the big boss
1: man, I really think
2: that 's how he thinks I have yeah, the-
1: but but this is bigger than what than what Trump thinks or his personality like you know he 's being propped up by a party because he is useful to them. He will no longer be propped up and defended when he starts to become an anchor but Richard Nixon wasn 't a rich guy with money to keep fighting
2: like that 's what i 'm saying, like
0: well, Richard Nixon was a politician playing by a politician's rules. <laughs> Trump is a okay, businessman playing you're, politician.
1: You're assuming also that this is ultimately, if, if re, outside of impeachment, that Trump staying in power is completely his decision. And it's no, not. I don't
2: think that. I, I, I think he's going to lean into it. The harder people blow back against him politically, he's going to lean into it more. Certainly, you know that pussy Nixon quit. Fuck you. You know what? I really think that's how he thinks. Like, he, dude. Like, yeah. He, he's like the captain of the football team from you know the class of 1957. You know, got elected president.
1: Well, I guess you know the question here is where where do the the majority of the right wing voters where where do, do the loyalties lie ultimately if the republican party were to turn its back completely on trump would they follow trump or would they follow the party could could is trump such a personality such a leader to a certain faction of this country that he could actually get a majority vote and stay in office even if he went out and started his own party would be the best Just party hypothetically you know because ultimately it's about it's what, what made it clear in I mean, the it, election of Trump is that, at least on the, for right-wingers, it it's can't be not about, about the person, it's about what we expect them to get done.
2: Well, it's too, it, but you, it can't really be about ideals with the people that support him, right? Because he
1: has horrible ideals. No, absolutely. It, That's what if I'm you're, saying. A, if you're a right-winger. Right. It's not about him personally, it's about what you think he can do. Now, what he can do is in conjunction with you know the the support of the g o p so if trump hypothetically let's say you know but let, let's say there are actual you know this this uh, investigation is increasingly pointing towards Trump knowingly colluding with russia and the Republicans find themselves in a hairy situation trying to defend him on a daily basis and decide that it's doing more harm to their party than good and collectively and publicly denounce Trump. And he could... I don't think it would be possible for him to stay in power. Like, there's clearly people who... Would go with him, who are mad at people like Mitch McConnell and Paul ryan and other leaders of the of the Republican party because they are not one hundred percent supporting trump but i don't i don't think those well I think we've seen if you believe polls we've seen that the hardcore Trump supporters are not the majority if if his current approval ratings were the people who would absolutely vote for him. If we reran the selection, there's no way you could win, oh, so, Here comes
2: Captain kept cynical it, it, again, are we really going to believe polls after a year ago uh, how, no how is our how is our stock in polls supposed to is it as a as a group is it is it we're back to believing
1: them no poll, I, I, polls I, I a year I ago told us we were never having no. these
2: conversations
1: there's there's a yeah. Polls are data. Any data can be manipulated. But, you know, when you see a pretty consistent trend amongst not just, you know, one poll done over time, but multiple organizations getting these same results, I think you can safely say that there's certain things that you can glean from that information reliably. <clears throat> but, but you're right. Ultimately, polls can't take the, the temperature of the nation. They can give us some hints as to what's going on, but it doesn't lay it out in black and white.
0: Well, I mean, if a lot of the hardcore Republicans that I know personally, and what they post is any indication, they look at Trump as the leader of the Republican Party now, Mm -hmm. and anyone who speaks out against Trump, even if it's someone like Daddy and W, they can excommunicate it from the party.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: They're considered, you know, heretics for for saying that you know Trump's blowhard and they didn't vote for him. And I mean, I would like to think that's the minority of the Republican Party at this point, but I'm not so sure anymore, guys. The more and more I, I I I spend on the fringes of the internet reading what people post, the more I realize I don't I don't live in the same world as most of these people. I don't live in a world that. I'm blindly loyal to any one thing. I, I don't even, God damn it, I'm not even that fucking loyal to myself. I question my myself constantly. I'm constantly going, are you being a hypocrite about this? Yeah. Is it okay to be a hypocrite about this? And if it is, are your reasons reasons and are they valid or are they rationalizations? But I don't think most people fucking do that. And that that, that is starting to, I'm beyond scared anymore. It's starting to piss me off.
1: I, yeah, I think you're touching on, on something really important there, Rich. Because yeah, you know, that's completely opposite from what Trump is. I think we've, we've talked about this before. He's clearly not a, a self introspective guy. Um, and, but I think that the a lot of the people that he's attracting attracting as supporters are of the similar mindset. They, I, I don't think they spend a lot of time analyzing their own life and i think it's kind of sad to think that somebody you know doesn't have that type of self-awareness i mean we've we are the most self-aware creatures on the planet and it's kind of a shame to throw that gift away but yeah i i think that's a i think that's one of the clear separations in this country is between people who are self-aware and those who aren't and and i don't see this as a left-right division I see this as a center mass of people who are aware and fringes on the left and right of people who have their heads up their asses.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the problem I'm seeing is the fringes are chewing away at the center. And when you get caught in their fucking hungry hippo-like fucking insistence upon there being only left and right, black and white, and that's it. Like, Like we said earlier, you get assigned a side, right. whether you agree with it or not. And at that point, to these people, reality is perception to them. The world isn't as it is. They see the world as they want to see it. And I learned at a very young age that you can't go through life looking at the world going, I wish it was this way, and acting as if. Because you're just going to you're going to get nothing done and you're going to fuck yourself in the end the problem is is that it seems like if you get enough people who believe that and they band together then it's it's like it's like anything else it's like a religion it's it really this is this is why i i i say constantly the 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 far left is just as dogmatic and slaves to you know, groupthink as any religious person on the right that they claim to hate. Because the minute you, you know, you break from the groupthink, you're ostracized, you're excommunicated. And then they go start their, you know, their new group. We That's how come we have, you know, offshoots of Catholicism, different, different parts of, of the Baptist religion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. And it's happening on the left, but it's not happening with with religious ideals. It's just cultural ones. And it's dangerous because you can't shake these people from this. There's no facts that are going to make them go, let me at least reconsider my my positions. Once you accept that it's the, whether it be through faith or through groupthink, that you have the truth, you have your finger on the, the one truth in this life. It takes damn near an act of like for lack of a better term, God to knock that person off that 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 seat that they sit in, believe in what they believe. Right. And I mean it, it's, I it's 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 like okay, the left has fractured, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, into what's considered liberals and the progressives. Yeah. And liberals are the for lack of a better way to explain it, just to make it as, as easy as I, I, it, I can because that's the way it was explained to me. Uh, liberals are the I voted for Hillary bunch. Progressives are the, the the quote unquote Bernie Bros. All right, and I don't even see my like. It, 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 you either fall into those why two do we categories always have to check a box? What is this fascination? Categories, I, dude. I don't know. That's obviously. Human nature is we want to belong to something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. I really don't see people who are joining Antifa as any different than a bunch of 17-year-olds who are willing to sign over their life for four years and join the United States Marine Corps because they had a recruiter tell them, you will die, but the Marine Corps will live forever. So you will live forever. I mean, it's becoming a part of something bigger than yourself. And the young people tend to be fucking the most the most open to it, susceptible to that type of shit. And unfortunately, the older I get, the more I realize there's people well into adulthood who are still susceptible to that. Man. I look around, I look around at people who were never religious, who weren't brought up religious, and the closer they get to death, the more they start praying, and the harder they start praying. And I, I how I, I can't even have a conversation with them about it because. If I go, what brought this on? You know, it's almost always a story of well, I had a health scare or someone in my family died and I had to watch them suffer and, you know, there's got to be something after this. No, there doesn't have to be. Period. You're afraid. Fear is driving this this need to find something. And we're just scared people and when we huddle together we feel like we're protected.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Well, right. And If we look at The way I think about it You've got You know Religious people And Then you have Non-religious people Who Put The same kind of Package around The idea of Human rights Meaning like Well let's look at What most religions Tell us as people Like we're special There's something special About us Because I don't know We were born a certain way Or God loves us A certain way So our religion tells us that, that there's something special about us, and that as long as we live a, a good life or live by certain principles, that we will be looked after by a higher power. And you know, non-denominational or atheist, uh, liberal, leftist, progressives, whatever you want to call them, they may not have the the God and the Bible to lean on, but they have the same kind of fantasy of something that doesn't exist, this idea of human rights, this idea that we are special just because we are born and and you know are are self aware in a certain way and that we will be looked after if we if we you know lead our life in a certain way and follow certain principles according to this quote unquote bible of human rights that has been created that we will be looked after, not by a higher power, by but by the people in general, that society will step in and, and take care of us. So they're not really peddling anything radically different than what religion is. We ultimately just want to feel special. We want to feel like we're part of something that we're being looked after. Well, I, I
0: really think the dangerous part is that we're getting to the point where we have, whether it be through schools, through indoctrination, through the internet, through peer pressure, whatever, we have a generation coming up who have bought into identity politics, not just on the left, but on the right. And as oh, fucked yeah. up as this is going to sound, I think it's almost more useful if <laughs> – it's, it's useful as far as to control a society, to just have an us versus them versus – on an us, and then there's all these offshoots and subgroups and all this, and there's all this infighting with them versus them, and there's all these offshoots and subgroups, and there's infighting amongst them, because eventually, the 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 the, the subgroups are going to start turning on each other and eating their own, mm-hmm. and then they're it's not even going to be a matter of fight. everybody's going to be at everybody's throat. I mean, it's well, it's it. It's it's like, okay, the the recent election we had here in Detroit, we had a mayor who is the illegitimate son of Coleman Young. If you're not from Detroit, Coleman Young was mayor of Detroit for 30 years, very divisive mayor, purposely so, in his language, in his attitude of the city of Detroit versus the suburbs, which is a polite way of saying black people versus white people. Yes. And this was... That was what he ran on and what he kept being elected on for 30 years, no matter how corrupt his administration was. His son's a two term senator in the state. His illegitimate son, who Joe Loving? Name is Joe Loving, who, when he decided to run for mayor of Detroit, decided to start calling
1: himself Coleman Young Jr. He's a superhero. His dual identity. I I do like how he he didn't just take the last name. He's like, "Fuck that! I'm taking them both." Oh wait, yeah. Might as well go whole hog. In for a a dollar, in for something. In for a penny, in for a pound. I'm getting that wrong. Coleman Young in the streets. (laughs) Joel Loving in the (laughs) sheets. In the sheets.
0: (laughs) I actually listened to the the debate between him and Mike Duggan, the incumbent mayor. Now, if you don't know the time machine, man. If you don't know the politics of Detroit, there was no Republican candidate, okay?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you don't understand that, you have to understand, you'll never get elected as a Republican in the city of Detroit in the foreseeable future. Um, So it was two Democratic candidates, and Mike Duggan was trying to put forth, this is what I've done for the city, I revitalized this, I brought more businesses back. To the Midtown and Downtown area, which in turn gives us more tax, uh, a larger tax base. I've brought the streetlights back. I've got the garbage pickup going on time. Okay, your time's up, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Mr. Young, White Devil. White Devil, White Devil, White Devil. What's he done for the black folks? White Devil, White Devil. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me.
2: He actually was chanting black power at one of his rallies. Did you guys uh, click on that story I sent you? It It wasn't that a black power chant broke out at one of his rallies. He was leading it. If Mike Duggan did that and started shouting white power, first of all, it'd be like, Mike, what happened? But second of all, yeah, it it wouldn't happen. It would not be allowed. He'd be ostracized. (laughs) If he just started
0: chanting power to the Picture people... A re- there's
1: a reggae band on the side of the stage going, no, yeah.
3: no! <laughs> Kill <Hawaii>. yeah."
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, if he had just went up there... If Mike Duggan would have went up there and said power to the people, there would have been... Culture appropriation? Ancient, oh my God, it had never ended. Now, the election results come in and Mike Duggan got 73% of the vote. Coleman Young Jr. got most of the rest of the vote, and then there's, of course, the percentage. Some jokers probably voted for Harambe or some shit, so that's like 1% or 2%. All right. Now, on our local Detroit Today news show that happens, that gets played on uh, NPR here in Detroit, they had people to talk about the election results, and the host was saying that Mike Duggan only winning by 73% sh- proves that there is a a, a a issue in the city. And the city is tired of the suburbs waiting for, basically, I'm paraphrasing because I cannot remember the exact words, but they're tired of waiting for the white folks to come in and save them. And I'm like, how the fuck yeah. do you win 73% of the vote? How is one in four a (laughs) referendum? Exactly. And then to top it off, today he had a gentleman on and he was talking about urban farming. And this gentleman's name is Malik Yakini. And then it turned into, well, this is what we can't have in Detroit. We can't have white people coming in saying they're going to solve our problems because we already know how we're going to solve our problems. He was
2: voted in. He's not installed. Like, how do these how do these people not understand this? He's not and selected so, by a by a, a group of hooded people
0: and then anointed.
2: No, you are. The people live there are asked, and this is what they picked.
0: This is this is where this is where we're at now. To where almost seventy five percent of people who voted in the city of Detroit voted. One way. And we're being told, no, 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 no. That doesn't mean what you think that means. That's white
2: nonsense.
1: Why, that because he exact- he lost to a lesser margin than he did in previous races? Is that...
0: I, I do not know the no. rationale behind it.
1: Duggan... Because I- that seems like, I mean, that seems like a fucking landslide.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Like- <laughs> that's That's like... That's that's 1984 Mondale versus Reagan win. It, yeah. That is, we didn't just beat you in the election. We fucked you five ways till Sunday, flipped you to our bitches, let them fuck you, and then we pimped you out for a carton of cigarettes. Have fun on the main line. In that's 20- what that is. In 2013,
2: Mike Duggan won with 55.13% of the vote. <laughs> so so yeah. he gained twenty five percent more votes, roughly in four years. But
1: this is this is where yeah, we're so at. there is a movement in Detroit. It's just going completely opposite of <laughs> yeah. what his host believes it is.
0: And and this is what fascinates me is, you know, this attitude of
2: well, the Detroit media was painting it saying like it was going to be close, and
0: it, not even well, it, it just I, I I cannot believe the 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 Orwellian newspeak at work here, and we just go, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. How many people you think listen to that NPR broadcast with their fucking, with with their black-rimmed glasses and their fucking soy lattes and their fucking button-up flannels and their hipster beards in the suburbs, and we're nodding going, mm, yes, yes. What do you... I guarantee you, this. Is, I mean, how the fuck do you even come up with that? That is ridiculous. And but this is, this is where we live. Reality isn't reality. Facts aren't facts. Science aren't aren't sci- It isn't science. It's what we tell you is real. What we perceive is real. Even when we have hard numbers to prove the difference. There was... What there was
3: that? What was,
0: what was it? The, 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 the city clerk, they were, there was an election. Apparently, the guy who lost said, I, I want to recall. The city clerk in Detroit handles all the votes. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he lost, I think, by 1,400 votes. The incumbent who was reelected said this to the media. With that one hint of irony or shame, oh, you ain't going to find 1,400 votes in Detroit once they're lost. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's your answer? That's how you answer I want to recount? Is I, <laughs> We just lost 1,400 votes. Whatever. You're not going to find them. You can look and spend all the money you
1: want. Ain't going to
0: hell. I mean, they're basically telling you <laughs> the fix is in. Don't worry about it.
1: Right. I, I was I, gonna add, I'm not sure I completely understand the comment, but he's saying that...
3: Well, it's a woman, but He's
1: hinting at corruption. Yeah. Right? Like, like they they made the election come out. The city already made the election come out how they wanted it to. So no matter how many times we recount it, we're going to get the same result.
0: I mean, in this, it blows me away, and I get it. Detroit is not even a fucking afterthought to most people in the rest of this country, but it's just, to see it, and so blatantly, and people just go, eh, I mean, why this guy, this gentleman, Stephen Henderson, who, for the most part, I like his show, I agree with him, but the but the last two days since the election, I've been left scratching my head going, what the fuck is he drinking? Because he needs to pass it this way, because it's obviously some good shit. How he didn't, his phone lines weren't lit up with people going, are you crazy? Three out of four people voted for this man, and you're saying that, that this man is is basically an unwanted uh interloper in Detroit's business. And that if there is anybody who's white that comes into Detroit to help, they have to go, "Well, what do you want us to do, black citizens of Detroit?" Because we all know. That's how it works in every other neighborhood, right? <laughs> right. We yeah. all know that we all know that in Hamtramck, hey when guys, it started flipping from a predominantly Polish neighborhood to Muslim neighborhood. The Muslims came in and said, "Oh, hi, Mister Wachowski. How do you want us to do things around here? We're not going to, you know, we're we're not going to bring any of our own ideas. We're not going to try to 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 help in any way that we know works. No, no, we're just going to keep doing it the way that you want us to do it. I mean, dude, the fucking balls on someone to say that shit." in a city that is fucking run the fuck down as bad as Detroit and act like there's a plan in place that's been working get yeah. the fuck out of my face and i'm tired of this shit because you can't even go dude you're a fucking idiot what what plan have you installed that's working because if you do they go racist how dare you question us fine and i'm a racist then but i'm a racist still with an unanswered question now, yeah. Do you want to plant more straw men for us to beat around, yeah, or do you great. want to answer the question.
2: Great. I'm a racist. Answer the question <laughs> I asked you. Let's assume you're right and I'm a racist. Great. I still asked you a
0: question. Exactly. I mean, this is... And and I'm just amazed because... And I'll be honest with you. I was amazed when Mike Duggan got elected.
2: I was, too. That blew me away. I was When he was around, I was like, there's no fucking way that guy's getting elected no way to charge elected a white guy who's the racist me
0: i mean yeah i had to go well shit i was wrong on Racist. That one. yeah i mean here's i don't know how you guys are i i really do my best to give any elected official the benefit of as much doubt as i can until they give me a reason not to like when kwame was elected i was like you know what <sighs> I hope this goes well, man. He's a young guy. Yeah. You know, he's the hip hop generation. You know, maybe he maybe he has a different take on things, a fresh nope. take on things. He, turn the city around.
2: He did exactly right. what he thought what we thought he was going to do.
0: It, it's wait, he ran, remember he ran Detroit how we would have
2: ran Detroit if we would have got elected when we were twenty nine.
0: <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs>
2: let's be honest.
0: We're going to have oh, okay. we're going to have strippers at the at the at the and mansion and shit and if the wife comes home kill them bitches. Yeah. we don't know what they were doing here, honey. No, but seriously, remember when the the the, the power went out, uh, you know, the East Coast power went out and it, uh-huh. and there was re- I, there was reports in the national news that there was rioting and, and lawlessness in Detroit and he come out and this wasn't that long after he was elected. I don't even think the first major scandal had broke yet. He come out and he was like our books are open. You can take a look at everything. Where do you? Where's all this lawlessness? Where's all this rioting? It's a bunch of horse shit. It's because of our reputation as a city. They're trying to, they're trying to put this on us. Is it the mayor's this mansion? Ain't this ain't happening. And it wasn't. And I was like, you know what? Good for him. He basically came out and was like, "You kissed my black ass." There ain't shit like that going on. And I was like, good for him. And then, of course, it came out that he was fleecing the city from millions of dollars to the point where the feds came after him and i was like "Ooh, yeah Sorry, bro
1: and meanwhile yeah. we i we didn't see shit change in the city
0: no if anything it got worse that's oh, when half did. the street lights were, were either torn down for scrap or were allowed to burn out and none of the none of his but programs his, to get rid of the abandoned houses ever went through but his wife had a navigator
1: oh and yeah and he had his uh well I don't know. We can't call it a posse, right? That's racist. I don't know. But, <laughs> is it, but he simply had a posse with him.
0: I mean, you know. Everywhere it, he went. His entourage, I yes. guess. That's a polite way of putting it. But, I mean,
3: it. I'm just
0: completely in shock. This is all I'm saying is that NPR. It has in the last two days, on the one show that focuses solely on Detroit, that is completely Detroit-produced, a Detroit-native host, et cetera, et cetera, has decided to not only double down on like the black nationalism, militant fist in the air shit, but basically just tell their listeners, "No, what you see isn't what's happening. It's the complete opposite."
1: Right. They, what What has happened? I mean, like, I don't live in Detroit anymore. I don't know what it's like. In the, you know, I don't know what it's like to live in that city. You know, I've visited, and I've seen a lot of things change, and it seems like a lot of things changing for the better. But, again, just looking at what happened, you know, Chris looked it up. 55, he gets in with 55%. Does all this improvement to the downtown area... Brings in business and then gets reelected with over 70% of the vote. Clearly, what he's doing is making a difference because that's what the people that are living in the city and voting for him are saying.
0: And this is, this is a direct quote from the guest he had on today that uh, Stephen Henderson had on, uh, Malik Yikani. This is a direct quote from the conversation. The system of white supremacy intersects with capitalism, which has a logic of its own. What's wrong is when people who are defined as white move into other color communities, they're able to define what happens in those communities. We think the rights of every community's ability to define itself needs to be respected.
1: Oh, really? Really? Right, which is an interesting way to phrase that. It's saying that the white person is never going to be part of that community.
0: Oh, and on top of that, I guarantee you he wouldn't feel that way if there was a mass exodus out of Detroit into Livonia. And a white person in Livonia said, "Well, we think the right. It's our job in the community to define – it's our ability to define ourselves."
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, well, the white way that. to put it is like, "Look, we got our own thing going on. We don't want you coming in here and changing what we got going on." Oh, you're racist.
0: I mean, it's this is this isn't even divide and conquer, conquer or keep keep the people at the bottom fighting over the scraps. Coming from the top anymore. These are our own people doing it to each other. This is something as 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 benign as someone hanging up a sign that says it's okay to be white on a fucking college bulletin board is called white supremacist, racist, and attacking persons of color who go to that school. Like, and it's like I'm sorry. What? If that sign said it's okay to be you, no one would have a problem with it. Well, I take that back. Someone would find a way to have a problem with it. What
2: if it said it's okay to be black? People
0: wouldn't have a problem with it. You mean like signs Brown. It's okay to be gay. It's okay to be uh, non-gender binary. It's okay to be everything that all these signs that hang on college campuses as is. But you can't even post. It's you can't even say the words. It's okay to be white now. What's okay? What's wrong with being white,
2: dude? it's Pretty fucking awesome. I think we can <laughs> right. all agree. Let's face it. You want us in your neighborhood. You want yes, us to move. Dude, we drive up the
0: property value. <laughs> and, I mean, if, and if we're I'm, gay, oh man, we keep the we keep it clean. There's a reason Ferndale's called fashionable Ferndale now. Yeah. I mean, but I, all jokes aside. And it pisses me off that to even touch on this subject, that there would be people that go, oh, racist. How is it racist to say it's okay to be born by the circumstance
1: you were born to? Well, I I think there is a difference here, though. And it's the idea that that, uh, whites are being persecuted for their whiteness in some way
0: you have to read so much into that, that. come on man be honest here you you have to read into that it, it, I it's, it's, it, it's no different it? than the why? people there's it's no different than the people i've heard responding saying when i see that that tells me that it's not okay to be a person of color on this campus how the fuck did you read that far into that i hope you stretched before you well, did those mental gymnastics well, <laughs>
1: that is what people are getting from it. I mean, then they're stupid.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't see a sign, I don't see a sign that says it's OK to be gay and go, oh, my God, I'm gay now. Shit. I better I better go fuck some guy in his ass. Where's Corey Haim? Let me do my best Charlie Sheen impersonation. I'm a butt fucking between right. two trailers. No,
1: but you're, but you're being a. But that's being pedantic. I mean, you're looking at just the language and not the intent behind it. And
0: oh, so now intent matters to these people.
1: I'm not speaking for any group of people. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, the phrase, it's okay to be white, is harmless and, frankly, meaningless. But the intent behind it is to further this idea that white people are being persecuted in this country and really it's only the white people that are intolerant of other groups that are being persecuted in this country
0: you know maybe i'm wrong about this maybe maybe i'm absolutely wrong maybe it is maybe this is coming from the top down because it seems to me that maybe 15 years ago it would have been more about the uh, the different classes, people would have been more worry about where you, you know, how to have upward mobility in this country. Maybe it's like, oh shit, they were starting to mm-hmm. pay attention to how much our, the, our, our salaries have grown and theirs haven't. Let's split them up amongst each other based on this defining trait that they've decided solely defines them, whether it be their color or their sexuality or their gender, or whatever, let's get them fighting about that. Because then we can just go back to to having a money grab at the top, and no one will pay attention.
1: Because I... I, what is yeah. Well, look what what Steve Bannon said about identity politics. He said he loves it, but he wished the left would talk more about it, because it keeps them talking about shit that doesn't ultimately matter, while he can make shit get done. He's not wrong. Essentially. You know, it, he's not wrong. As much as him and and, uh, and his quote-unquote news organization leans into their own version of identity politics for their own causes, yeah, I mean, ultimately, anyone pushing any of this, uh, anything on health care, tax reform, what have you, they don't want to talk about it. They just want to do it. They would much rather us you know, get upset about who does what at, during the national anthem at an NFL game or, or any other thing that, that keeps them distracted so they can just, let's just push this bill through. It's going to give us all a nice tax break and, and keep us reelected. What?
0: The absolute clusterfuck that is identity politics. I, I, I've yet to see any proof that this falls squarely on anyone else's shoulders but the left. Because that's where this shit started, period. This shit started in schools. This shit started in cultural Marxism.
1: I agree with you there. I think and, the right weaponized it in a oh, more efficient definitely. manner than, than yeah, the left.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. The, the right was like, we're getting our asses kicked by this. And then they went, well, wait a minute. What if we fucking play identity politics? What if we start playing the victim? The left is what Samsung if, and the right is Apple. What if we start running around going, we're being victimized? We're See, that's the thing.
1: Right. There can hey, be the no winners like when you-
0: everybody's fighting to be the number one loser. And that's what, everyone, that's what we're fighting about at this point. You have college professors tweeting out, going, I don't call. This is the order I call on people in my class. Black women, people of color, white women, and if I have to, white men. And that's social justice. And I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. This is... I, what do you think is going to happen if that's how you fucking come at people? <laughs> oh. Do you, th- is, is it, if I come into your house, smack the shit out of you, fuck your right. wife, and start eating your food, do you just go, oh, well, I'm sorry, I was in your way. Here, do you want some gravy for your potatoes? No. You pick something up and you try to kill me. You, that, that is, a, a, get the fuck out of my house. What are you doing? It don't work that way. It does not work that way. And people are doubling down on this shit and, and and trying to force it more and more. And you're absolutely right. The right is going, okay, then now we have the alt-right, the people who are like, we're white nationalists. And I remember a time when it was, if you were a black nationalist, you were seen as a radical. Now, all of a sudden, black nationalism in certain circles is seen as something as benign as saying black is beautiful. And white nationalism is this big boogeyman that apparently half the country has swastikas hung up in their closet and shrines to Adolf Hitler simply because of who they voted for or because they don't speak out against the president in office at the moment enough. And that's evil. And it's like, no, it's both a bunch of bullshit. And and this last election, you know, know, oh, well, there's so much hope. We're going to win back. We're going to win back good. You know what? Like I said, it's the quickest way to get Trump out of office. All this legal shit that's nice, That's it makes for good political theater, that's not going to... It can be dragged out for years, guys. Vote his ass out. Get him out of there. My fear is that these are local elections, and they're a lot easier to win with little wedge issues than a national election.
1: You know... The idea that what we saw in this mid midterm election was <laughs> was was some was sort like of uh, was some sort of movement, some so, you know some uh, group pushback against Trump and his ideology may or may not be correct. It's really too soon to judge. I mean, again, the proof is in the pudding of actually, if at a, at a national level we stop electing people like Trump. Into office. But <clears throat> it, I think the more positive thing here, if you're interested in keeping more liberals in office, is just the, the turnout numbers, the record turnout. Because it, regardless of, of <laughs> whether you believe in active voter suppression from the right, we do know by the numbers, the higher the turnout, the more votes for liberals that's just the facts and that's that's ultimately you know that's that's the most important thing that uh that um that liberals need to keep in mind is that Sh- show up uh, the, right like i think we've we've talked a lot about you know how um democrats don't have a cohesive message and and there's certainly been a lot of criticism over the years of you know, being too wonky, being too nerdy about things, trying to like say, actually, it's this and that, and instead of just having the soundbite answer for everything like Republicans do. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, if you want to have a more liberal government and if you want to dissuade this notion that half the country are fucking, you know, redneck, America first racist. Just get more people out there to the polls, and you'll see. Oh, but it's hard to get to the polls. They're trying to suppress votes, Aaron. (laughs) Which I had this thought the other day.
2: Like, until 2011, so like six years ago, I lived in generally, like, I didn't live in the hood, but I didn't live in the greatest parts of town. Always the closest school. To go vote was like I don't understand. I, I, maybe I'm sidetracking us, but yeah, and and
1: no the. Uh, uh,
2: and I also saw this. Regardless of how
1: uh, well, let's set aside how difficult it is to to vote. It's not. I, yeah, I well, I think that it
2: could be easier. I think we and, should. Dude, I I don't know why the internet isn't
0: involved. Oh god. Uh, you, you you think oh. they've questioned results now? <laughs> wait, yeah, wait until the, wait until the internet's involved. I
1: don't think I don't think we're there
0: yet. Really, I think but. I think if you if you really if if politicians We figured out how were,
2: to keep money secure, I'm sure we can figure out how to keep votes secure.
0: If politicians were serious. And I'm talking dead serious about getting as many people out to vote as possible. They would make it, for lack of a better way to, to say it, a national holiday, to where yeah, voice you, question, why is it in the middle of the week? It well, just like Christmas, just like Christmas, to where even if you work, you only work for half a shift. You work a four hour shift, and then you have the rest of the time to get to the polls and vote, and that's that's only on shit that you have to have a have to have someone there: gas stations, police, fire, hospitals, whatever the fuck. I mean but you get what I'm saying there's ways to work around it, but they don't even they don't even fucking they will we'll make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday before they'll make voting a national holiday, yeah and because s- you're right, Aaron. they don't want people to come out and vote because it's not about the people's will it's it they only care about us when they need their vote. when when the majority of politicians and I truly believe this. Call me cynical. Only give a fuck about us when it's time for for re-election or they're trying to get elected. The rest of the time, they're not beholden to us. They're beholden to whoever's passing them the fucking envelopes with the money telling them what way to vote on what subject. That's all there is to it. So all we can do is try to install through an archaic process the best people we think that will listen to the side that we want them to listen to. That's all we can do. I, 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 I truly don't think there's politicians out there who would be willing to buck the system and leave thousands upon thousands of dollars on the table to do the people's will versus do the will of lobbyists and corporate sponsors and interests and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, right. still, I, I they, need, they need us to vote, period, because they need to have those numbers to flash up on the fucking 11 o'clock news the first Tuesday in November every four years. And say this is how many people came out, this is how many people voted. I mean, what would happen? Isn't it a joke in Russia if no one votes, Putin would still win by a hundred percent? Yeah. What's scary is I don't think we're that far off, maybe what, fifty, a hundred years in this country. Until we could say that about us. And I mean, just to double back for a second, the whole whole calling everyone who voted for Trump, you know, alt-right, racist, Nazi, you just crossed a bridge, and basically you just knocked up a woman, and you can't unfuck her. Because what are you going to do when it comes time for the people who voted for Obama twice, who also voted for Trump once, when it's time for them to vote for your candidate? And you've been calling them... Nazis and racist and white supremacists for four years because when they voted for your guy, the previous two elections,
2: oh, it was all you and know, uh, change and rolling
0: those, hands and yep, those pesky swing voters when they voted for your guy, it was okay. But because they didn't vote your way this time, now you've you've called them the worst thing you can call them in this country. How do you come back from that? The these people aren't going to apologize. These are not people who are used to reversing themselves and saying, my bad. These are people who are going to double down and go, fuck them. We don't need them. There's a finite amount of people in this country. And guess what? Not everyone agrees with your side. Eventually, you will run out of people to try to convert. If voting, if it was vote at the barrel of a gun in this country, I honestly don't think, and we were only given two choices, I honestly don't think the results would be that much different.
3: Hmm.
1: Right, but I I don't think it's about converting anyone. It's about convincing them that it's dire enough to get out there and do something about it. That, you know, whatever situation, whatever direction you think the country is currently going in, your candidate is going to be the one that's going to change it. And it's convincing enough people that 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 can happen, that they could actually get off their asses and vote. I... I hope
0: it's enough. The problem is you have so many people who are just completely sick of the system. I, right, that's, that's what you're fighting. It. I'm you're, real close to it's it, it myself. About, it's,
1: it's not about right-wing agenda versus left-wing agenda, I don't think. It's more about right-wing agenda versus apathy, yeah. versus uh, they're, both sides are corrupt, I don't give a fuck, I stopped voting. That's ultimately what you're fighting. If you can convince people that... It, that you can actually, you know, do something with your vote, that it's possible that you can get people into office that reflect your own values, and people will get out there and do it. And I don't think, you know, as much as certainly the celebrity side of Trump helped get him to the place where he is now, you know, most of the the millions of people who watched him, I imagine, watched him in the same way that they watch Honey Boo Boo, or the Kardashians, or whatever. Or fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Is it fucking freaks? Dance clown. I mean, yeah, I never once in my life,
0: even in. I think it was like a Christmas one year, I got the Trump board game. I never once was like, oh, yeah, this is a. Was it the best board game you ever had? (laughs) (laughs) This (laughs) is Monopoly with gold pieces. Everything's gold. The money. Pretty much. (laughs) I I, I don't think I was ever like, you know, oh, wow, this is. This is a this is a, a a captain of industry, a leader of men. I'm playing his board game. Like I it was just a game that someone in my family who didn't know me well at all bought and sent for me for a Christmas present. That's it. I think I played it once or twice and was like, this is fucking retarded, and put that shit back in the closet and sold it for ten cents in a garage Great. sale.
1: Trump used to be Ron Jeremy. Like even people who yeah. didn't watch porn knew the fuck Ron Jeremy is. We don't most people don't know who your average billionaire investor uh you know real estate guy whatever developer who they are. he was the one guy who was such a freak that he stood out enough that it you know be like, oh there's that Trump guy in that fucking video on m t v It's popping up for no reason. did you have yeah. Trump the game, the one that had the like him from the cover of the art of the
2: deal on it? Is that the game you had
1: Yes,
0: yeah. I, I'm not I'm not joking. I literally think I played that game twice. <laughs> and it, it it was it wasn't even bad enough for me to sit here and go it was horrible. It was just it was a forty degree day. I just don't remember it. I just was like I
1: the, I, I, the game I, comes I, with I, a wig that you put on and you and one person gets to beat Trump that you decide at the beginning of a game and uh that person automatically wins at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this if it was like the apprentice the game to where one person instead of like, you know, being the bank is Trump and he decide and he fires people or something, maybe it would have been memorable, but I mean, Ooh. it was so unremarkable. Uh, and that we can still get Trump Trump a
1: copy of was. this for under 50 bucks on eBay. Oh shit. I guess I shouldn't have sold it at that garage sale
0: for ten cents. <laughs> I should have held on. But you get what I'm saying? It was unremarkable. He was Trump. He was he was a he, Bill Gates, Donald Trump. Here I come now. He was a lyric in a Nelly song. That's all the fuck he was. Yeah. That, he was nothing. He was a joke. He was a he guy was an, who argued with fucking Rosie O'Donnell.
1: Yeah. An, he is an empty vessel that other people with. Power and an and an agenda could fill with bullshit.
0: And you best believe, guys, everybody on the left, I really hate to break the news to you, but slide in, strap in, and hold on to your fucking panties. He was a Democrat for a lot of years. He was. He was for gun control. He was pro-choice. He was anti-going into Iraq. Etc. 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 Him and the Clintons rubbed elbows all the time.
2: I, what, was right. it, what was it? What was Bill Maher was talking about the other day in 2004. He was supposed to
1: run with somebody as a Democrat for president. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I, I don't remember the running mate that was that they chose for him. But
2: yeah, I was just like, ha! It's it's all I could muster up. Like, wow. Twelve years later, how shit has changed.
1: Right. But yet, yeah, what's the defense given to, for Trump constantly? Well, we know what's in his heart, you know? <laughs> he just wants There's- the best for America. And we know that you don't know shit. How could you know shit about this man? You only know what you only know what he shows you. Your, your problem is you believe everything that you see on TV is real. He barely knows shit about himself. He's like that you fucking. They, st- they take fucking 15 minutes of footage from him. They stitch together from hours of recording his ass and editing out all the racist comments and putting that on TV and you're like, he's a genius. Like, Guess what? Most people, you could take 15 minutes out of their entire week and stitch together something to make him look halfway decent.
0: You know who he is? He's that asshole that we've all been in a band with at least once. He's the dickhead who brings nothing to the table, but every time he joins a new band, these are the best musicians I've ever played with, this is the best music I've ever made, this is the best band I've ever been with and been in, and then the next band, it's the same thing. And it's just like, do you not realize you're shitting all over all the musicians you played with beforehand?
1: Oh, yeah. Trump cares nothing about the people in his wake. It's only uh, the it, people that are right in front of him that can do something for him now. Absolutely. Watching, Duh. That 30,
0: watching that 30 for 30 about the USFL, and once he got his hands in it, and then once he saw that he wasn't going to get what he wanted, how quickly he just dropped that entire football league and left everyone to sink or swim. And then right. even 30 years Their afterwards. it stupid anyway. 30 years afterwards would only give like a two minute interview about it, it was like I, I have bigger things to worry about I'm not going to talk about what happened 30 years ago I had whatever let's keep this short I it, uh, you know I, I I I know I keep coming back to it but I I kind of do hope that this was like you know this mid midterm election was kind of like you know alright yeah alright maybe maybe people are like you know this guy's a fucking idiot. His approval rating definitely does not match up with his ego. That's for goddamn sure. I mean, I, I'm just... How do I put this? Without sounding like I'm wearing too much of a tinfoil hat. I just don't know how all those polls before the election last year could have been so wrong. And how his approval rating is so low. Yet, if he gets reelected, it flies in the face of... Every bit of statistical data we have on it, and I mean, at that point, one of two things is going on: the media is skewing numbers trying to to sway people by going, "See, most everyone hates him. Don't you want to be like everybody else?" Or he's getting help from some from some outside source.
1: Well, I think I think the nuance here is that there's an idea that polls were skewed pre-election because the, it was believed that there was a lot of people who didn't want to. Admit that they would vote for Trump over Hillary. But they understood that there, it was kind of a ridiculous notion, but here we are. Uh, you know, and they ended up voting for him, even though they didn't, they said that they weren't going to because they didn't, they didn't feel like necessarily, even though Trump was convincing them to, enough to, to get their vote, that there was enough of a movement there that, that they were backing a winning candidate. I think post election now the fact that we've seen approval numbers as low as they are are even more telling because people aren't afraid to voice their support for this man no
0: his supporters are very vocal right
1: like so annoying, so, so there's so. no so i don't think there's a lot of hidden trump voters out there that aren't showing up in the polls like there were pre election now that's opposing a lot of shit but i don't know
0: well I, it's just it, for it, it, the fact Polls, is you
1: can't live with them. You can't live without them.
0: The fact is, I mean, and here's here's something that 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 Chris. I don't want to I don't want to name drop the guy, but he worked in radio, and both you and I at one point were friends with him on Facebook. Uh, worked at the Flint Rock Station at one point. Uh, he he posted. Well, see, this election proves what happens when Democrats mm-hmm. don't vote third party. Who? Uh, I don't know, maybe you have to edit it out, maybe not. Eric Thomas. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh he started posting after Tuesday, starting on Wednesday, you know, which uh, duh it's the date it follows Tuesday. Captain Obvious tonight. You know, he was like, Oh, this is what happens when Democrats don't do stupid shit like vote for third third party candidates. The Democrats actually win. And it's like it's a year on. And this is this is he's He's definitely one of the, the the flag carriers for like the democratic party that I follow, and this is you're still harping on this you're still harping on this you can't admit that your party had a shit candidate a candidate that it is dislikable as trump was she was even more dislikable
1: you can't you just admit can't that, admit that 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 she that Hillary was in any way corrupt even when the <laughs> head of the DNC... Comes out and says, "This bitch was corrupt as hell."
0: Here's my favorite part of the of the week long so far. And I'm sure it'll continue till tomorrow, and then Monday we'll have a, n- a new thing to NPR to hop on. But they've been doing like a week long retrospective on a 2016 election on a lot of the shows.
1: And here's my favorite part of it: that it's like a 9/11. Of I know, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't. No, like,
0: is not Trump. We're going to go through this until he's out of office every year around this time. <laughs> I, I firmly believe that at this point. Well, even after.
2: Like, stop all the wailing and the whining and, like, motivate. Like, channel that energy towards, like, not letting this happen again.
0: But they had an expert on the 2016 election come on, and he said, Well, you know, the Democratic National Committee, there was no conspiracy against Bernie. This is what happened. The DNC was almost broke. Hillary came in and said that she would help fund them, and they gave her power that they only usually give a candidate once they've won the primary and they are the the yeah. party's elected official to go to, go to the to, to the general election. But there's there's no funny business going on. So wait a minute before she before one vote was even cast for her, right. she bankrolled the DNC, and you expect <laughs> me to believe that they gave Bernie a fair shot? <laughs> that she came in and installed her own people into the DNC, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, Bernie's got a fair shot." I mean, right. <laughs> that is insane.
1: And it, he said it, and I'm sitting it's here, like, and I, it's not what you think. I know this I, looks really bad. It sounds really bad. I'm saying it, it's really bad, but it's not what you think.
0: I swear to God, I came in and I looked at I looked at my roommate, and I was like, and I told her what what what. what I just heard, and I said, and I just started laughing. I said, and no one cares. Right. No mm-hmm. one cares. It's like,
1: it's like describing a murder. No, what you have here is a man—you know—man found in his home with a bloody knife, and his wife stabbed to death on the floor. There's no funny business going on here.
0: And his if DNA someone broke is under in, her stabbed nails, her, and left. Yeah, her, her DNA is under. Bernie his, Sanders did it. His nails.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it. That's just a coincidence. They had they had some really good sex the night before, and she never washed her hands, and that's what. And it's like, come the fuck on, dude. And I'm just going. This is the system. This is the system that that we have to deal with. And and I I said it last night, and I'll say it again. Roll out the guillotines. Let's get this shit moving. Let's let's funk.
2: Now, do you see why I, with the Russia shit, I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: Like, do do you you at least understand a little more? No, I understand because even if there was a smoking gun, so many people in this country would go, eh, we don't care. As long as uh, real housewives of whatever city is on, and this is us is on, and that fat bitch is gonna sing and make me cry this week, that's all I care about.
2: Like, until you do something, until until something, let me know if something real happens. Like,
0: eh. Yeah. I I, Remember? I just couldn't I could not believe that this expert Remember the, the, I, the NPR was putting on said that and the host just goes
2: mhm 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 I'm super self-righteous and smug. Yes.
0: And I'm just like he dude follow up. What are you doing? You don't just go mhm and then ask the next question follow the how did this real simple question how do you expect the average U.S. citizen to listen to what you just said and not think that there was something funny going on behind the scenes in the Democratic National Committee?
2: Hey, man, you know how I told you how guys how Congress has forgotten how to be Congress?
0: Journalists have forgotten how to be journalists. Oh, Christ. This is why, it, oh, man. I would I, At that point, I'd have given a lot of money, past, current, and future earnings, to be in that interviewer's chair. For, for that five minutes after he gave that explanation, <laughs> it'd have been the only. I'd have either been assassinated by the Hillary Clinton mob or blacklisted by the media, but I'd have got my money's worth in those next five minutes, believe me. Can't he wouldn't have gotten be, off the hook that, that easy.
2: Can't you just be regular listed, Rich? I'd have been. <laughs> can't you just be just ordinary listed?
0: Hashtag, it's okay to be whitelisted.
2: Yeah. I'm going to. Release
0: a funk album called It's Okay to Be White. Didn't uh what's uh Casey and the Sunshine Band already do that? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean this is like just it just uh, this last week with all this reminiscing and hand wringing and you're right, wailing and, and people sharing their memories of what they posted a year ago and they're doubling down on it. I mean Social media has just been, uh, basically, it's just like this week in 2016. If you support Trump, unfriend me, because if I find out, I'll unfriend you. So have some dignity and do it yourself. And, you know, it, it just just nonsense. And I'm just going, oh, my God.
2: Facebook showed me a year ago. I posted a right. split screenshot of Race Bannon and Mike Pence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that well, you know also all these everyone posting on social media about how they you know they went out and voted in this election, like okay, look you went you went out and voted for not Trump, that's fine, and you got out and voted again, big deal, like that's just <laughs> the status quo. If you want to show me that you're making a difference, show me a friend, a relative, somebody that didn't vote last time and you, like, got out to the polls, that you went and picked up and made sure that they went and voted. Because, again, that's how you do make a difference. More people. Not just showing everyone that, hey, look, I vote all the time and I'm doing it again.
0: Well, I mean, that takes effort. Yeah, man. You can't post a selfie of that. I mean that I, I, and I, and I'm and I'm not even trying to be funny it's just no I
1: it, hear you.
0: it's it, it's easier it's easier well, to to post your I voted sticker and you know virtue signal as hard as you can I and guess, can't sit uh, in judgment over everybody else
1: I I was thinking about this when uh looking through Twitter and seeing a lot of posts some of them quite humorous but they were all you know me voting in uh twenty sixteen versus me voting in two thousand seventeen and they'd show you know, I don't know, pick some random actor and a picture of them like looking very dignified and another one of them looking very frantic. Like, okay, but I think the picture the, the the just juxtaposition that we want to see here is you by yourself versus you with the flock of people that you that you got out there. Again, yeah, just bragging about the fact that you alone voted is not... It's Ralphie Wiggum, part, man. It's not a movement. It's not part of... It's not... I mean... Well, it's Ralphie Wiggum. I'm Let's healthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how How we about those uh, sexual assault allegations? Phew. You mean the entertainment section?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's, it's... Okay, so... It, We don't have a running tote board, but we've got... If did it, it would be broken. Yeah, I know at this point. Of this round, at least, you got more against Harvey Weinstein, which just seems like it's going to keep coming no matter what.
1: Um, Actual charges that that are going to be filed, it sounds like. Yeah, finally. He he may actually serve time for rape. Uh, You got Corey Haim coming out naming names.
0: And And Charlie Sheen being one of the names, which is all types of interesting because the internet uh, detectives. Because Corey Haim's dead. You mean Corey Feldman? Corey Feldman, yeah, sorry. That's amazing. Saying that that Charlie Sheen basically uh, molested Corey Haim. And the internet detectives went to town and pulled up interviews as far back as uh, the, the mid to late 2000s of Corey, uh, Charlie Sheen being brought up to Corey Feldman and him going, I don't really have anything nice to say about the man. He ruined one of my friends' lives. And that's all I can really get into it at this point. So obviously, either he's had a fucking, he's he's had a bone to pick with Charlie Sheen over something and, and he saw an opportunity and inserted, you know, this into the current, you know, climate of, oh shit, sexual harassment, or it really happened. It's the only thing I can think. I mean, because we're going on 10 years from the, the the one interview I saw. It's a long time to walk around with a hard-on against somebody for no reason. Um, and then, this is the one that it, it, I'm having a hard time with. Louis C.K., not because he's been accused, but because of what they say about what he did, which was four was women... That an
1: accusation? Four
0: women, well, how he went about doing it. And it's like, okay, they say that he, they were alone, and he said, hey, can I jerk off in front of you? And they laughed and pretty much all said, yeah, okay, go for it. And then were horrified when he started doing it. Is that truly sexual? I mean, I know, that's not upstanding behavior, but is it sexual assault? If you said yes, even if you didn't think he was going to do it, and he did it.
2: Is this the worst I, episode I, of Jackass ever?
0: This is what I'm saying. Like, it's... It, this this is like a fucking episode of curb your enthusiasm it's so or arrested development or something it's just fucking insane. not everything made it to air when they did punked i mean it, I don't even it, and then this once again it goes back to what the fuck is it with jerking off in front of people? It's just not that big of a i don't get it but yeah i how do you okay I understand he's a comedian but if you're alone mm-hmm. in a room with a guy, even if it is Louis C.K. and he goes, Mind if I jerk off in front of you? Even if you jokingly say yes, when he starts to get like that drop, by the way. When <laughs> yeah. when he threads his shit out, don't you get up and leave the room? When you like flip out and go, What the fuck are you doing? I was joking, I thought you were joking. I mean, like who sits there and is like, Well, let me see, let me see what his finishing technique is. <laughs> Does he arc? I mean, that's that's what that's what blows my mind. What do you? I don't get it. I, why are you still in the room with him? Get up and leave. None of them said he forced himself on him. None of them said he pulled a Harvey and like loomed over them. He's Louis C.K. What power does he have over you, really? He finishing a plant. I I would not be surprised. At this, and that's the other thing. Another Kevin Spacey accusation comes out apparently he accosted a waiter in a restaurant am i the only one who doesn't equate a restaurant with fucking (laughs) because i just don't i've had some really good food never enough to be like i need to go jerk off in front of somebody where's my waiter (laughs)
1: not not unless you work there food is so good my dick has to be out
0: yeah i've worked in the food industry long enough you'd be surprised how much sex
1: happens (laughs) Oh. oh yeah it's no not bullshit. The, not the patrons like they show you in Hollywood. Yeah. No, no, it's the no employees who work there. Yeah, yeah. Think about that yeah. next time. I went eating. out
0: back for a cigarette break and broke up a blowjob or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh, hey oh I'm sorry. I guess I'll smoke around the other side of the building. No, no, <laughs> continue. Yeah. Don't mind me. I mean, what? at this point, do you do you think that this is? getting to be like the McMillan school kids trial where it's like, it, it, it's it's reaching uh, the point where people are making claims just to say okay. they made a
1: claim. Let's break it down like this then. Um, Louis C.K. has, what is it, four accusers. They all seem to have the same story, right? The same mm. kind of sequence of events. So that we, I, I think we can extrapolate from there that this is how Louis C.K. gets off, right? Also, from the way it's presented, it sounds like, at least from Louis, I could, I would guess from Louis CK's end that he believes it to be consensual. He asks permission and receives affirmative yes to continue to what he what he's uh, proposing. And maybe there is part of this that it's just like we're judging because it's weird and doesn't seem normal, right? It's not like If he was trying to actually fuck her That would seem more normal Than just wanting to jerk off in front of her So yeah I mean If that's how this happened It's hard to see where That tips over into assault. You know I, I would imagine that there's Plenty of other times where It went completely the way that he wanted it to And who's to judge that You know the chick stayed in the room, kept her clothes on, he jerked off in front of her, and was satisfied. That's two consenting adults doing whatever the fuck they want. <clears throat> no. You know, Sometimes you make a pass at somebody, and they're not into it. You read them wrong.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I look, I totally agree. If that's what he's into and there are women who are into it, who knows? I've been in a relationship and the chicks asked me to jerk off in front of her, but I've been in a relationship. To me, that's so, that's the that's that's the yeah. part that makes it like, okay, I'll do this something I would never do if I didn't know you and we weren't this intimate with each other. You know. True. True. That's 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 what to me, that's what is the strange but, part. Like, okay, but
1: hey, but isn't that judging just based on what you yourself find strange outside of the norms of, of behavior? Of course because I'm judging it. And I'm yeah. judging
0: it. I'm judging it also in on the side of is it, or I'm guess, throwing it out there that maybe we should talk about whether we're going to judge it. Is is it sexual assault? She no, yeah, said and yes. I, and I hear you. And she stayed I'm kind of in the taking, room.
1: I'm taking devil's advocate on this, honestly, just because uh, I think it it needs to be talked about because. I mean, I'm
0: just know, going by the fir- the first rule of being in a youth home. Is wait till your roommate's asleep to jerk off. The second rule of being in a youth home is pretend you're asleep when your roommate's jerking off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And and me, I had I, I introduced the third rule. I got up and left the room when they when I heard audibly heard them doing that. I was just like, you need some quiet time. I'm going to go use the bathroom for like ten minutes.
2: I'm going to go do that in the bathroom while you do that in here.
0: Yeah, whatever. Everybody's Obviously, happy. You need, you need some private time. It's a win-win. So, right. I mean, that's, I'm just going by that.
1: Right. And I'm, I wonder if, uh, if we had, let's just say 16 women come out and tell a story about how they were uh, hanging out with Louis C.K. And he asked, and they said, yeah, and he did it. And then they're like, that's cool. And then they moved on, or maybe they even thought it was kind of hot. Maybe they were into it. Who knows? See now, you if know, I heard those if, stories, if, if the if you heard those stories, does it change the story? Does it change where Louis CK is coming from? You say, well? Hey, clearly, sometimes this works for him, and what if that's what he's into is jerking off in front of strangers, even <laughs> uh, like as long as he gets that, cause that. It's not he's not doing it on. A public bus seeing how many strangers he can get to look at him jerk off. He's not trying to tr- trick somebody into it unless you consider the fact that he's a comedian being a trick and you're assuming that, I think, you know, if I was hanging out with Louis C.K. and he said, you mind if I jerk off in front of you, I'd probably laugh my ass off. You know? <laughs> and then I'd be horrified when he did. I'd probably leave, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It's like at at that point, you might as well see what happens, but um <laughs> yeah.
0: who knew louis c. k was a member in good standing of the san Francisco jacks?
1: know oh, right but here's <laughs> hello, here's the thin line that the man walks when he wants to look at this critically is that there's a lot of guys out there spouting nonsense like, oh, it's dangerous to be a man in these days. You can get accused for rape, nothing. And while it is true that um, we've kind of broadened the definition of that term a bit, uh, generally, if you've got uh, your average vanilla sex life, you don't have anything to worry about. So shut the fuck up. You know, go back to be worried about bowel cancer. This is just not. It's not on your radar. Um, Boy, so I really wish
0: I, I was I, as it, optimistic about it as you, <laughs> you, because I'm waiting for the obligatory, way over the top overcorrection. Right. That's going to be nope. legislated because of this. And we all know it's coming. Come on now. We it's the. This is the new you have bipartisan support to change the laws regarding sexual harassment right now going on in Congress. They can't agree on anything, but all of a sudden they can get together on this. This is this is this is the new don't watch the right hand, don't pay attention to the left hand. And I'm not saying that it's it's orchestrated this way. They're just taking advantage of the situation. Oh right. Yeah. They're just going, Oh, this is something we can all get behind and meanwhile we can backdoor, no pun intended, some shit in that we want. And I mean if you know if you're a student of government, how can you even argue with that? I don't know. So that's that's what that's what that's the point I'm at. I'm no longer really shocked at the accusations. I guess, I guess I'm shocked that maybe I, because I'm trying to look at it like I always try to put myself in the position of the guy and be like, why would I jerk off in front of someone instead of just asking them, <sighs> leaning in for a kiss or, you know, what I'm saying something like that. Maybe he was in a relationship at the time. Maybe that's his way of rationalizing it. It's not cheating, you know. I don't know, but well, it is interesting
1: that. that uh that Louis C.K. draws more headlines than Roy Moore, who is, uh, if you don't remember, well, he's the answer to what does Yosemite Sam look like if he shaved his mustache off?
0: Yeah, he was the one prancing around on stage with a loaded gun, supposedly, in a, in a 10-gallon hat.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> All right. it's come out... Uh, well, he he won the, uh, the runoff uh, part of the election and is now the uh, official... Republican candidate in this state and there are now four women who, four now women who claim that at the time that they were teenagers that this guy was proposing to them uh, was there's talk of a lot of heavy petting a lot of courting Yeah, the article I read
0: is he, he lured one girl at 14 back to his house yeah, and touched her uh, in a sexually inappropriate way for her age. That was how the article put it.
1: There was, uh, I think, there was one where he, he took a girl. It might have been the same girl. I think she was fourteen, but he it was like fourteen to sixteen was his sweet spot, apparently. And he like took her, was driving around with her, and just pulled off somewhere and took her clothes off and was touching her boobies over the over the underwear, and that he stripped down to his underwear. I mean, I think he was trying to take it slow, quote-unquote. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> hey, baby, let me just touch it because in four years, you're going to be right. ripe. Like, it's like an he, IRA. I got to put deposits in and let it mature, baby. He's like
2: Watterson, right. man. He gets older, so, but they I, stay the same age. I
1: mean, we all want to Throw Louis C.K. on top of the bonfire and dance around that, but meanwhile, this guy might actually get elected. Well, here's 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 a to, to pivot and just a little is, bit. It, this behavior is clearly wrong. Like, there's no gray area, right? There's no like. Oh no 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 no. This is <laughs> like this, this is, is clearly a, completely a different of, story than, this w- is than what we're talking about. In Louis C.K. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. This is child molestation. This is, I understand that it's falling under the catch-all umbrella of harassment, right. but this is clearly, you are preying upon it on, on not just one, there's, because an the article they, there was three named women who said they were underage when he did this, all under the age of 16, so he, that shows that he likes them of a certain age. You know, that if they're in an age range, kind of like the thing with Michael Jackson, like, Oh, Michael Jackson wasn't a pedophile. He just was very interested in boys from ages ten to twelve, and when he turned thirteen, he wanted nothing to do with them. But that's not pedophile. You know, that's not that's not heaven. That's nothing to do with molesting children. Oh, Michael. But it, it, this is what I'm starting to wonder, and this is where I think the overcorrection is going to creep in it, it, on all this. Is do we need to, from the top down, redefine? For both men and women, so we're on the same page from here on out. What consensual sex is, and what is considered okay and not, because it seems like there's. I mean, a do we got to get t- the
1: lawyers involved?
0: I just I don't know. I don't know if that's what I mean because it just seems like we're, we're we're into some area where there's going to start to be accusations, and I think Louis CK is the tip of the iceberg. That's what fascinates me about these accusations where it's like I can't really say that he sexually assaulted those women but I can't say that he's not a creep
1: either. That's Right. Well also this I is a news story. I mean you guys told me about this shit months ago.
0: Well it was uh it was it was one of those Cosby things. It was supposedly because I think if not all four of them two or three of them were comedians and it was like one of those. Uh, oh yeah, you know, if you get alone with Louis, he's gonna jerk off in front of you. And oh, so I was you just like, turned
1: into a robot. There, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
0: in the, in, the, in the comedian world, it was if you get alone with Louis, he's gonna jerk off in front of you. Yeah, you know, that was the rumor, like the Bill Cosby thing. Like, the, there was rumors in the comedy world for years and well, decades actually, before Hannibal Burris actually just threw it out there. On one of his specials, and was like, "Oh, come on! We're every comedian knows this is what Bill Cosby does. It's called pulling a Cosby. Get you the, know, and it's it's like, oh shit, giving
2: you her know? the old pudding pop.
1: Right. I mean, that, but that, like, that's why so much of this is even there's nobody that can say that they weren't ultimately complicit in this, right? I mean, you can't be shocked by something. It's because there's the only thing different now is people's reaction to these stories
0: well and that goes to how much is it our business our responsibility whatever word you want to put there to get involved in these situations i mean it's i mean to the point where
1: we're passing laws to no i mean like
0: if you hear rumors about someone in your industry, do you out that person? Do you go to the media yourself and say, "Oh yeah, everybody talks about it, you know, in the green room. This is what Bill Cosby does. This is what Louis CK does. This is what Kevin Spacey does. You know, right. we all know well, about it."
1: Right. I think I think the problem isn't so much that what's going to come out right now and who who's going to, you know, have their careers ruined over that it's the fact that if you've shown that this is a good tool to ruin somebody's career then you can make up whatever story you want and nobody's going to question it because you're you know some kind of misogynist or or something if you even question it so, so i mean i see what you're saying but it's not like i don't think that there and who knows who really knows but i don't believe that any of the accusations that we're hearing in the news right now are false accusations. All I'm saying is that if you put it out there as like, this is unquestionable, that you have to start from believing uh, an accusation and make the person prove, make the, the the accused prove their innocence, and then, well, I mean... First of all, you're drastically changing the way our justice department works. But uh, I don't know. I forgot where I was going with that one.
0: <laughs> well, it's, well, it's to me, it's not. It, it, you're that's that's still down the road a little bit. I'm talking about the the average person. I, do we start like okay? Case in point, with the Harvey Weinstein thing, everybody said, "Well, there's so many people that were complicit in this because they knew it was going on." Okay, hearing a rumor, granted a rumor over and over, the same rumor, about you know, over and over for years and years.
2: You're going to see Harvest Dick at some is
0: point. A, is, a, is a world of difference than walking in the middle of it happening. And you know it's happening because you saw it with your own eyes.
1: That's true. Yeah, Well, and also, even, even if you, like, let's say you know somebody who was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein and you don't say anything, and then you're being looked at as complicit, well, it's, if that person is a friend of yours, it's not really your place to put that out there, right? To say, look, you were sexually assaulted by somebody and not going to say anything, well, I'm going to go to the papers and let them know. I and mean, it just doesn't happen because it's not your place. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I see...
0: I mean, that's, that's why I said... Like, I think that the overcorrection is going to come to where it's going to be... There's going to be some law passed that it's kind of uh, some variation of if you see something, say something, or if you hear something, say something. Some law that's going to be with totally good intentions, but it's going to basically amount to a good Samaritan law to where if you heard something and you didn't act upon it, then you're complicit. You are guilty. You're an accessory after the fact. Harvey's law. I mean, I you can I, so worst
2: season replacement ever. By the way,
0: you can call it far fetched, but I mean, we do have laws on the books that are along those lines, and this is half of the population of this country that is right now very pissed off.
1: Well, you know, Richard, it might even be a moot point whether you can actually craft a law like that and and not have it go completely sideways on you. Because once the accusation's out there and it's put out there in an environment where you're complicit if you don't like accept that accusation as fact, then it doesn't it, it doesn't matter that person's career is is ruined regardless I mean it's probably worse damage than you could do than actually taking them to court. Well,
0: I mean, that's the other thing, is that the overcorrection has started as in, as far as the non-legislative part of it, at least, they're going so far as to Kevin Spacey has completed a movie. They're digitally, or just through normal editing process, removing him from the movie and reshooting all his scenes with Christopher Plummer and inserting him in the role.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's... like you are you are persona non grata, bro. It is done for you. There is no coming back from this. And he hasn't, with, he hasn't been charged with not charged with one crime. No, I he's know. Not, I mean, he's, and not, it, he's not. It, he's not even stood in front of a judge yet.
1: You want to get shouted down in a hurry? Just say, "Oh well, I'll wait to see." You know, I, I'll stop supporting. Uh, no. I'll start watch. Stop watching Harvey Weinstein's movies that he produced when there's an actual guilty plea. Or you know, or or, or, a, or a verdict.
0: Well, I mean for me, it's a but personal. I mean, isn't- <laughs> it's a personal thing. Do I feel like okay? What I feel comfortable going out and buying a, I don't know, uh, an album that Phil Spector worked on. Someone who's been convicted of of murder. I mean, yeah. it's like okay, there's more to it than that. Phil you Spector worked on that. Yeah, well, yeah but I mean. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying like, that's,
1: that's it, how you fix your that's how you you, you write it morally you just sh- don't pay for that sh- <laughs> you know and should I f- should thing. I be hey feel free to yeah feel free to uh, download all of Louis CK's C- C- content too you don't have to pay for that anymore
0: yeah whew
1: boy <laughs>
0: bye bye Netflix I won't have to pay for the next season of Louis <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> that's that's it. the positive fallout or from Kevin Smith's stuff. early
0: works just from download from all those,
1: those well you know speaking of of digitally replacing Kevin Spacey I mean I, it's only a matter of time I'm sure of it before somebody goes back into prior works where he goes you know what yeah American Beauty is a great movie it's just nobody wants to watch it because they all think he's a Kevin Spacey's a creep now so they Christopher, what's Christopher Plummer doing? <laughs> Let's just get him to replace all of Kevin Spacey's work. Hey, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Great fucking movie. Kevin Spacey keeps popping up in it. Oh fuck. Let's digitally replace him with another Baldwin. You know? <laughs> it it's it's going to happen.
0: Well, I mean, that's just that's our puritanical streak.
1: That's- Maybe not necessarily to Kevin Spacey, with somebody. Somebody's just gonna be too much of a pride and they're just fucking we can't even watch their their previous works anymore without it being tainted, and so we, so we do the fucking uh, the Star Wars thing, you know.
0: Oh, dude, they fucking did it uh, with uh, the Spider Man movie, the first one. They digitally removed because when they filmed it, Twin Towers were still there. They digitally oh, removed that, it.
1: Right, right, that's right. Because it would be
0: too traumatic for people to see it. It's like really. So people in but fuck Utah would be it'd be too traumatic for them to see the towers, but the people who live a couple or work a couple blocks away from where the towers actually stood and drive by the rubble every day, that's not too too traumatic. It's I mean, whatever. That's just getting into like, dude, seriously, get some fucking therapy if you're that fuck, if if it bothers you that much. I mean, if, if if Kevin Spacey never tried to jerk you off or fuck you and you see him and you're a blubbering fucking pile of fucking feels just because you saw Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Talk to somebody about it. That's on you. All right. Seriously. Grow up. I mean, it's. I don't know any other way to put it. And I don't care if it's coming off as insensitive. It's just I, being. It, that's that's even worse than being offended for somebody. What are you having sympathy right. molestation pains?
2: Well, let's say that's Shut not sympathy. Up. That's co opting someone's tragedy. Shut up. It doesn't not everything involves you. Right Just no. yeah,
0: right. Narcissistic I mean, bastards, yes.
1: Right. If if Netflix was going to stick by Kevin Spacey and go ahead and, and keep him in House of Cards and keep producing it, fine. Go ahead and don't watch it. But are you really gonna be weirded out by the fact that if you fucking rent American Beauty on iTunes that Kevin Spacey's residual check is going to be two cents bigger?
0: Well, on top of that, let's be honest, most of these accusations fall well beyond statute of limitations. So the civil suits, either you're paying for somebody's lawyer or you're paying somebody's settlement. It ain't going to Kevin Spacey. Right. So if that's the case, you should technically go out. Yeah, that's and a good buy point. every Kevin, Space Mo- Kevin Spacey movie you can because that supports his victims because they're going to get paid. Oh my God, for
1: Rich, you're a genius. That's that's perfect.
0: <laughs> well, isn't that what Kevin Smith did by saying all my proceeds from any Miramax movie I made, right? Now go towards, you know, women's shelters or whatever. What, what, I can't remember exactly what he said, but well, that's- it's
1: either that or people just stop watching them.
0: And, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his his recent work, but I'm not going to not watch Dogma, Chase and Amy, Clerks. That's not going to happen.
1: Right. I no, don't give makes,
0: a fuck if Harvey Weinstein sense. made a cameo in it. It's not going like, to happen.
1: If you're Kevin Smith, either people can stop watching your back catalog and you get no money for it, or people can keep watching your back catalog and you still get no money for it. I think anyone would take the latter, because at least that way, you know, maybe they'll go see... Third part of your fucking Canadian trilogy movie or whatever. Yeah, what moose tracks, or whatever the fuck is supposed to be. Moose moose knuckle? I don't I don't know. I <laughs>
0: yeah, he lost me with yoga Hosiers. I was like, dude, uh, No, not,
1: the yoga Hosiers is
0: great. <laughs> that is horrible, dude. That is a horrible, horrible movie. And the fact that you like right, it, I, it I, even if it's ironically,
1: Three times. Three times I've watched it and enjoyed it. Probably more each time I've watched it. Are you I sure you ain't got something you, from
0: like, Johnny Depp's daughter? Because that's the only reason I can picture you watching that movie.
1: No, it's not that. It's, although she is cute as fuck. But it's not. <laughs> it's not that. No, I think it's... I, <laughs> I think it's a really good, fun, cheesy movie. I think it's hilarious.
0: I mean... I it's guess. definitely a mystery science theater three thousand type movie to me. So I guess in that aspect, but I was like, eh. But I watched Tusk and I was like, wow, he went even darker than he. I thought he went in Red State. I watched Yoga Hosers and I was like, what the fuck happened? I, did seri- <laughs> like seriously, did he get hold of some like Canadian strain of weed that made him make this movie? I don't even understand what the fuck's going on. Like I understand, but I don't. It was. No need to get into dissecting the later works I, of Kevin Smith.
1: Like, honestly, it might be my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: Well, I it's mean, got the it's got the most cohesive storyline of any of his prior works, I believe. What?
0: Fuck Get out so, of here!
1: Absolutely. Like he, I, I loved a lot of Kevin Smith movies, but the in general, they're all over the fucking place.
0: Chase and Amy was all over the place. Dogma was all over the place.
1: For yeah, oh my god, both of those are prime examples. Oh okay. I, I think that I think they're very enjoyable movies, but maybe
0: I have the worst case of OCD ever because it seems like those movies were on point. I knew exactly what he was trying to say. Maybe I have such bad OCD it made sense to me though. I don't know. <laughs> or not OCD, ADHD or they, whatever. They,
1: there's no judgment, you know, like I think that he's evolved as a movie maker and what he's doing now is clicking with me more than than what he did in the past. I understand and and for, and for you it's vice versa, you know it's I,
0: I I understand because I'm a defender of a certain song I'm thinking of that is I in no way should defend, but I think it's one of the people think I'm being ironic when I say it, but I I'm like, nope, I seriously think it's one of the most perfect songs ever put together. Production could have been better because it was the eighties. But Sister Christian, I swear to God, I, it's a it's a
3: oh,
2: God, it's man. a
0: perfect pop
2: song. I've wanted to hang up Skype twice now in the last five minutes. Once for each of you.
0: Hey, just because just because you hide so deep in the closet with your fucking guilty pleasures, you're in Narnia somewhere and won't air them out on the podcast. Don't mean I'm afraid
1: to. Come on, man. Wow, Sister Christian well, you know, I think p- motor part of in? the reason
2: What's your price for flight
1: <laughs> Part of the reason why I loved Yoga Hoser so much is because I, I have Seen I don't think I've seen every Kevin Smith film but I Damn near seen every one of them and It's kind of like the The musical Artists that I follow who I get to follow Over their whole career over Decades I usually like the latest Album the best because it, it's not like you know if Sonic Youth comes out with a new album, it just usually blows my mind and it doesn't make goo any less of a classic album or daydream nation, but I see the the journey, I see the growth, and I see how it all gets to that point you know and and so I think it's part of taking the work as a whole that, that for me makes a movie like Yoga Hosers actually shine.
0: I mean I, I I'm with you up until Tusk. I thought Red yeah. State was I thought Red State was a shockingly I have, good movie for I confess a confess I Skywalker. haven't
1: seen I have not seen either of those films, Red State or Tusk.
0: Tusk was just so fucking dark that it was like, wow. That made Red State look like romper room. And Red State is dark. I mean, it was just like... It, it, Quentin Tarantino well, it, watched those movies and went, oh, what the fuck happened to you, Kevin? <laughs> like, seriously, you started smoking weed. You're supposed to get more funny and jolly and shit, and you went the exact opposite direction. This is some, like, crazy-ass, a Serbian film, but through Kevin Smith, you know? It's just crazy shit. Well, but,
1: And I think that's part of it. The fact that he was taking real chances on yoga hoses is part of what I liked about it. Again, not everyone agrees that those, those uh, were good decisions. But I mean, just like there's probably a lot of people who, you know, their favorite movie is Clerks and they see a movie like Tusk and go, what the fuck is this? This guy's just stick to what, stick to what you know, you know, and. I think you're going to get a better product out of an artist when you let them do what they love and not just keep churning out the same pop hit that you want to hear over and over again.
0: Oh no, definitely. And I, having when I watched Red State, I was like, "Oh, okay." Take the silliness, take the 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 hopefulness surrounding religion that he did with Dogma out of it. Mm-hmm. And place it in the middle of the Westboro Baptist Church, and you got Red State. And I, 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 I got it that he would have probably never made a movie like Red State if he hadn't made a movie like Dogma. And I mean, having listened to enough of his question and answers and stand ups and, and all that shit, he's basically confirmed it, saying that, you know, Dogma was getting the ability to even talk about religion out into the open, and then Red State was dealing with the 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 horrible side of religion because he became he actually became friends with uh, one of Fred Phelps' grandchildren who left the church and I think uh-huh. that's what that's what prompted the, the movie Red State okay is his relationship with her and you know obviously there's a Hollywood slant on it you know <laughs> take the Westboro Baptist Church and make them all serial killers and there you go there's that movie so I, I mean I I get that I well. I mean, they do have a compound. Who knows how many bodies are buried there? But, uh, but no, I understand the, the, the growth and the progression. I just the only thing I, the only the only way I could process Yoga Hosers was when he said I made a movie that I thought my teenage daughter and her friends would like, mm-hmm. and I don't care if anyone else likes it. And and now in that aspect, I'm like, good for you. I always like well, when an artist goes. I made the I made the music, or I made the movie, or I made the the whatever the art that I wanted to make. I don't care what the general public thinks.
1: Mm-hmm. I did, you know. When I watched it, I thought my daughter would love this movie, and she did. And that's pro- that's why I've seen it three times now. The second two times, I watched it with my daughter. So damn!
0: I guess he, it, according to you, from the horse's mouth, he did. He he succeeded. He exactly with what he set out to do.
1: Yeah, and and you know, this might be where some of the the biases and our differences in opinions on this, right? Um because take a movie like Dogma, I think that movie hits really hard with people who were raised with religion, who were raised in Christianity or some Absolutely. Form, some, some form yeah. of it. I loved every second of that movie. Yeah. Right, where I Enjoyed the movie, but I didn't feel like I was ultimately in on the that's, overall joke. You know, that, that's and what, I think
2: I was thinking when you were saying that you're like, "Eh, Dogma was all right." I was like, "You didn't grow up with you, you didn't grow up right. with religion, it means nothing now, to
1: you." I mean, you could argue that this is a case for why neither movie is that great, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're just pinpointing an audience and hitting that that very narrow scope with your with your film, well. I think you' you're excluding a lot of potential audience, um, but i I guess that is I don't know that that is that seems to be the type of artist that Kevin Smith is, though, that is able to kind of pinpoint these certain aspects of our culture. You know he's not, He's not trying to tell some greater story of America. He's just showing us his different experiences in America. Right, it all—it's all filtered through his perspective. So, I don't know. Oh, no, definitely, and uh, it—you it, it, can—you can
0: see as he gets further and further away from Clerks that he incorporates more of the world around him because Clerks is just literally him and his buddies in two stores yeah. making a movie. That's—that was his entire world at that point: the video store and the Quick Stop. So that's what that movie is about. And then it was about the mall, and then it was Chase. Right. he was his, you know, a, a different take on a relationship he had one time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So
1: right. And yoga hoses is about being a dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even not, even if it's not in the plot, it's there in his stated intentions. Like, I don't
2: know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's also that's a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's basically JSON bob uh, uh uh strike back is his commentary on how fucked up hollywood is and if you notice yeah. the one get the security guard's like okay now you blow him and at the end you say oh, oh what a lie, what a yeah, lovely tea, tea party, party. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to tell us even back then hollywood's full of fucking deviant motherfuckers <laughs> Oh
1: shit! you know it seems it there's been a lot of talk about different sequels and reboots of Kevin Smith movies that seem to have gone nowhere. There was the well Mall Rats is going to be a television show until it wasn't They've talked about Kevin Smith has talked about sequels to many of his movies that uh that haven't been made the, the Jason Amy, she
2: just gets hooked on dick, hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: we we are getting another Jay and Silent Bob movie. Like it's already in the works.
2: It's, it's gonna be Jay and Silent Bob uh, start early retirement.
0: It's funny because their podcast is called Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Jay and Silent Bob
2: get an AARP card.
0: Because
2: <laughs> yeah. guys, I saying, we're forty. These guys got to be at least fifty.
0: Mid mid to late forties, yeah. I would say definitely. Definitely, yeah. I mean I I can tell you this. I'm a man! I'm forty You couldn't tell fat don't crack. Yeah, no, that's I don't look (laughs) forty, trust me. I'm telling you. (laughs) I
2: forgot this. This is also Kevin Smith movie.
1: In a row?
3: 37 dicks I'm a man oh wait a... damn it in a row <laughs> fuck <Far. laughs>
2: need bigger buttons or smaller fingers
1: maybe a special dialing one <laughs> 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 Did you
2: get, a, get a fat guy hat and a moo-moo?
1: Excuse me.
3: <coughs>
1: oh shit. Woo. Okay. Speaking of getting old, sound like I'm getting old. Yeah,
0: the, the the only thing Kevin Smith ever said he was going to make that that fell through that really bothered me cuz the Mallrats Mallrats sequel, I was kind of like, "Eh, maybe it can work." Then when he said television show, I was like, "Nope." I saw the pilot for Clerks, the TV show. It's horrible, horrible, and nothing to do with nothing to do with the movie. It is absolute garbage.
1: Hey, um, there was a like a live action. Yeah, was it not like the a cartoon. Half hour, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it
0: was laugh track sitcom. I think Uh-hoo. you can still find it on YouTube. Um, and it's a very painful watch. Very painful. Like, I, I, I watched it, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, basically, you take Clerks sold the rights Live, Google fills
2: in, Action Pilot.
0: Ha. Yeah, they they basically took the rights from him and, and did what they wanted to do with it, you know. Uh, but when he said that he was... So they working, turned it they,
1: into, like, Two Broke Girls or whatever the fuck? Two yeah, broke one, of the, one of those type of shows.
0: yeah. <laughs> one of those
1: uh, Chuck Laurie shows yeah greetings fellow kids <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but he said he was going he was really interested in making a hockey movie and to bring back all his buddies for like one last hurrah to get them all in one movie and he was like I'll even bring back Bruce Willis who hates my guts but says he'll work with me again for some reason <laughs> oh.
2: Gross. I don't even have audio, and this looks awful.
0: Yeah, it's, it's bad, dude. It's oh. really bad.
2: It says Jim Brewer's in it.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't that, do, that, that doesn't help it. And I, I don't mind Jim Brewer,
1: either. I mean, I don't think he's Jim a good Jim Brewer is an all-right journalist. comedian. He's a bad actor. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he should not work with the script.
2: Oh, wait. Wait. What? You just got trump the game again. I hit copy,
0: but no, yeah, it's a hockey movie with like Affleck, Jason Lee, Bruce Willis, Jay, him, Seth Rogen, like, like the whole bunch. I I, I was like, I'm in hockey in, in and that, in and that crew. I I'd, I'd watch the shit out of that. And then he's like, No, nope, no, I'm not going to do that. That fell through. And now I'm just like, you know, dude, you're like that friend who's like, I'm going to come over and help you move. I'll believe it when you get here. Until I see the poster in the, in the, in the trailer for his movie, I don't believe he's making any fucking movie. You've
1: heard before? <laughs> is that what you saying? Dude, this shit looks like Saved by the Bell. It, it does. does. In a convenience store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're in the peach pit. They're waiting for Zack Attack to play. <laughs> But TV be more funny. <laughs> I mean, and I thought the cl- the animated series Clerks was bad because they neutered that. Because remember, they had Jay and it was and, it was at least the voices of the actors exactly. But they but they still neutered it to the point where it was like oh, really like they had Jay and Silent Bob. They couldn't be drug dealers, so they sold fireworks. Yeah, who the fuck, who the fuck goes to black <laughs> right? market? Dealers for fireworks outside of a video Someone store. Someone who's trying I mean, to get
2: a cartoon on ABC.
0: Exactly. You know, but. And the girl I was with at the time bought me the DVD of that the, the complete series when that came out. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I watched it once, to be polite, and then it went away. I have no idea where <laughs> <That's>, it's
1: at. <laughs> isn't that great when your significant other is like. I bought you that thing that you're really into, but I bought you the worst possible version of it. <laughs> like, hey, I bought you Scrubs, season just nine. To, just to show you that I'm only really half paying attention.
0: Well, see, I was the opposite. When I found out she loved Phantom of the Opera, not just the, the, the you, musical, but the bring movie. Did you bring up
1: with her? I broke up with her. Did you no, lean, I, I, you
0: lean oh, into I, it? Did you buy a mask? Oh, I... I <laughs> I bought her the DVD of Phantom of the Uber. Opera. <laughs> I bought her the DVD of Phantom of the Opera. I gave it to her and I said, now, you can have this gift and you can watch it anytime you want with one condition. You never make me watch it with you.
1: Never. And ever, she was ever, like, ever, ever. Okay. So <laughs> she was just, she's
0: like, Dung. I'm going to go watch Phantom of the Opera now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to play PlayStation. You have fun.
2: You know this starts immediately, right? What you just agreed to?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't do Andrew Lloyd Webber. No cats. No Family and, Opera. Not happening.
1: I dated a chick who was like determined to try and get me to watch Titanic just because I had admitted that I had not seen the movie, and uh, I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm definitely not watching that movie. I'm going to, in fact." go on believing that you don't like that movie either. It
2: took me until (laughs) 2007. Watching it
1: with you will ruin that illusion for me. To see that turd. I did wait a decade before I saw it.
0: How was it my buddy described it? He said uh, Titanic is really two movies and you had to get it on VHS. The first tape your girlfriend watches. The second tape is when the boat sinks. That's the tape you watch. I yeah. like, that's the only way that movie is, is even, you can even stomach that movie as a guy. Until the end where she's like, I'll never let go, Jack. And it's like, bitch, scoot over. There's enough room on that door. What are you doing? Yeah. And then she lets him go. Move your, your fat ass go. over.
2: And you let go. Yeah, exactly. I'm you couldn't let like, me on. And you lied to me. I us say I remember is a lie. You fat whore. <laughs> you know. I Hope you uh, die on that door hope <laughs> oh, pirates come and take you because I'm dead.
0: oh man, yeah there's yeah that's that's the one nice thing about being single i don't get I don't get dragged to or asked to sit through anything that I find almost offensive as anal rape.
2: dude no- I just don't <laughs> I don't have to watch chick shit. Although I did have to sit I did sit through an episode of This Is Us. Okay, dude. But no, it's it's she her thing's reality TV. Dude, she actually she's watched this thing the other day. She's like, I have to watch this in the other room. She was ashamed she was watching it. It's called Wags. I think it's like wife of uh wives and girlfriends of sports. So I don't know, dude. But uh,
1: yeah, she was so ashamed. She's like, "I'll be in there with the door closed." I was hoping Wags from uh, Billions got a spinoff show. (coughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) But no, No, I don't have to sit through like you know. I'm a male. Scale. I haven't.
2: I have not seen the Notebook. I've not had to sit through the Notebook.
1: (laughs) What was the Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey movie? That was one, the which, last one I had. Which to sit one? Through. Yeah, Did which they one? Have like a, weren't they like uh, Jerry mm, Lewis the one
0: where, <laughs> and Dean Martin for a while? They made like 20 <laughs> movies together?
1: The one where he was a professional diver and somehow made a living doing that?
0: How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Failure to Launch. Uh, what, what are all those romantic comedies? They all had the interchangeable blonde chicken and. All right, all right, all right. And he took his shirt off. That's about all I remember. Yeah, I had to sit through. I had. Yeah, to I'm sit sure
1: through. they started with like, okay. First of all, what's Matthew McConaughey's job? Fool's gold. Be? You've brought this it's,
0: up before
1: because yeah, it's fool's purple gold. in
2: my Google search.
1: Yeah, I. Tell they, you. they said oh, we need a job for Mike Matthew McConaughey to do where he can have his shirt on for the least amount of time. So who doesn't wear their shirts while they're working? I, I, I Googled McConaughey Diver Kate Hudson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now the algorithms in Google are going to start pointing you to go, here's $10 off Groupon to the Rainbow Room. Fucking Jesus, God.
1: <laughs> your, there's going to be no way that Google bed, thinks you're
0: Exactly. Oh, man.
1: First words ever said on film. Really? 1992, Daisy confused. the first words I ever said on film. Well, all right, it says all it's right. a
2: compilation. Oh, there we go. I go, I'm in my car, I'm high as a what? kite, I'm listening right <laughs>
1: it It's a compilation of him there talking you. about it. He only says it once in movie. the fucking movie. Oh, movie. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. First words ever said on screen.
0: All right, all right, all right, none of that. What's funny is I know so many women who were, like, all hot to trot over him until he did, I think it was an Oprah interview. And she said, I heard something about you, and I need to know if it's true. And he's like, okay, what you hear? That you don't use deodorant. He's like, no, I don't. I like my own smell. Boy, that was the end of that for a lot of them chicks. I don't care how good he looks. If he smells like a fucking bunch girl. of fresh-cut onions, he can take his ass someplace else. I get older, they
2: stay the same
3: age. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God. I've actually been in a band with that guy before. <laughs> like, more than once, I hate to admit it. <laughs> I'd call him out, but he doesn't listen to the podcast, so there's no point. <laughs> Wooderson? Uh, oh, God. Jesus. Do we end <laughs> on McConaughey? I just want to say, can let's let's just let's just say this: Is anybody shocked that he hasn't had sexual harassment charges leveled at him yet? No,
2: because he's like he looks like he looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> you notice no one having charges filed against him is <laughs> you know you Good notice looking. You notice <laughs> there isn't a George Clooney sexual harassment scandal going on. Uh, Brad, P- yep. it's it's like that skit from Saturday Night Live. With Tom Brady, man.
1: Yep. <laughs> There's kind of an ugly plus money equation going on here. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are looking at. Wow, you guys are harsh. It's like men, men, of power get out of control, and like, eh. we
2: kind of hate jerks off in front of you.
1: <laughs> you know? Oh, that's mad. I, I don't think you you go. You're gross. You go. Hey. I think you jump on that shit. <laughs> T- try and catch a kid for once. Yeah, I know, He's, right? You're going to have a good-looking kid with, like, uh, college paid for.
0: <laughs> when he shoots his load, you're like a Secret Service agent protecting the president. You just open your lips and dive. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, let my womb catch that. Hey, right, If McConaughey's thing, if he got off by jerking off in front of you, yeah, <laughs> you'd <laughs> you'd get the... The speculum out. <laughs> You'd be up in the stirrups in front of him <laughs> with a target.
2: You're grabbing up a turkey baster, trying to self-
1: <laughs> get up excess
2: product. I yeah, like, mean, like, like a funnel. <laughs> I mean, not, just, look.
1: Like you're I doing get- a beer bong, but it's going into your pussy. Jesus. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Look,
0: but here's the thing man Look, I, I I, mean I get Harvey Weinstein I get Louis CK poor Kevin Spacey I don't think he's that bad looking of a guy Like, but apparently in the gay world he's horrible I don't know So, I, but I, he's an average looking guy I mean Harvey Weinstein looks like 10 pounds of smashed assholes
1: <laughs> yeah, but don't you have to fit into a category to get laid as a gay guy? According like, to my buddy, what, what what category does he fit into? He's not a acc- bear. According to my he's buddy not Corey, he's a, it's be a very, daddy. It's he's very much, much
0: it's very much either you're the like stereotypical male stripper body look, or you're the real twink, you know, just skinny, no muscle tone yeah. body look. That's the two desire like most desirable body types and that that, that he's found in his life. Yeah.
1: Dad that bot God's isn't a thing in the gay community.
0: No. No, I mean yeah. and here's the th- I'm like, what so what about bears? He's like, Bears are just big fat hairy guys. I'm Like, so they don't want a guy with a gut. They want he's like, they want Kevin Smith at his heaviest. Yes. They want John Goodman, first season Roseanne. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's and that's when he he informed me I would clean up in the in the bear community. I'm like, oh, thank you <laughs> Yeah, it's,
1: it's kind of the clean it up part that worries me. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to have a stable of cubs. Thanks. You know, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> Man. Oh, shit. Good I'm night. just. I think the, sh- the biggest shocking thing out of this episode is that, Chris, you've actually watched an episode of This Is Us. Uh, when the acoustic be- guitar started playing, did you know you were supposed to cry right then? No. No. But Mandy I think,
2: has confessed they but, managed to find a way to make her cry every episode. And she's not, and like I said, she's not the typical, like she watches a bunch of cop shows and shit. Cop shows are reality TV. Like she doesn't, you know, I haven't had to sit through any stereotypical chick shit at all. But yeah, apparently she stumbled into that. And yeah, apparently. Well, it, it's,
0: it's doing what it does. Yeah, because the only male I've heard that likes that show is Maz on Drew and Mark's <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm like, of course. He likes man. everything. He likes everything horrible. He thinks yeah. Barry Manilow is the height of musical genius. Yeah. It's just like, really? Really? A guy who wrote show tunes? or not show tunes, but uh, jingles for KFC? Really?
2: Yeah. <sighs> no, I think they were very, very correct when they like, said, whenever you're asking yourself, who likes that? The answer is Matt. Or who would like that? That is your answer. Take us with Earl on Sporgy Thursdays here at ChristopherMedia.net.
0: You know, I almost feel like we should have him back on one day, and I can just be like, find your CD folder, because, yes, he still has one, and tell me what CDs are in the first four pages, and I think we could probably get a good three hours out of that right there. I'm just saying. My
2: My money's on Metallica. In the first three pages. Oh uh, well, yeah. We're,
1: also, we're if t- your, your entire collection fits into one folder. You don't really like music. Oh, you guys,
0: it ain't Metallica. Uh oh. Yeah, buddy, you're way out. We're talking like Lionel Richie, Boys to Men, Chicago, and we're not talking twenty six or, or twenty yeah, two or yeah twenty six or six to four. We're talking Peter Cetera. Oh, Shots. we're talking I like. The glory of love, Chicago? Yes. 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 At one point he rolled around in his Lincoln in high school listening to the Rocky Four soundtrack and he loved that shit.
1: If I didn't see it in a movie or get laid to it, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. He's not
0: here to defend himself. There really is no defense against that. <laughs> really, dude?
2: He likes this shit? Yeah. He's a man. Yeah. He's 40. Not yet.
0: This is back. for
2: 40-year-old women when I was 10.
0: I... Yeah. Dude, there's there are stories that are epic in our group of friends about their... Annual uh visits out to Pine Knob to go see Chicago. And they were in high school. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, I can't even I, get to the hook. I just look at my friends and go, what the fuck did you guys do before you met me? Seriously. Like, did you just roll around listening to Chicago and Boys to Men? Is this is this what all you did? Like uh, Good times, good times.
2: Wow. I think something about one of my co-hosts. <laughs> it's on next week. Taunt him with music. We have to have a music discussion with Earl. Oh, yeah, if we brought him on here, oh, come on, that's not fair. Three three against one in the music I department.
0: A- I think Aaron's mercy uh uh, uh Emotion would kick in and he'd take he'd take pity on him. At least until Earl said his started talking about his politics and then he'd go fucking <laughs> claws her back out. <laughs> well at least I don't listen to Chicago. <sighs> I don't have copies of the Karate Kid Part Two soundtrack.
2: Yeah. New that I bought. Because my last one got all scratched up from
0: use. Hey, Sorry, but you know what? He's one of my oldest friends. He goes back 20 it's, years,
2: it's, man. It's we we're doing a show with him for a year. It is entertaining every week.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: some of the conversations we had this past week, available on ChristopherMedia.net and iTunes, Google Play. Wow, blew my mind.
0: I think at this point, his goal is to see how many times he can get me to flip out in one episode. <laughs> It only happened once last week. <laughs> like,
2: no, I'm not going to. No, no. We've already done no, no. enough podcasting for two. So we're going to. Yes, yes. Are we all done, guys? Is this it? Yeah. This is it. We went out on in McConaughey and something about dicks, probably. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah. Thank you for downloading us and sharing. And, uh, like it, you know, rate us, review us, five stars, please and thank you, uh, man, so it's already Christmas time, uh, apparently, uh, (laughs)
3: just
2: saying, I was in the airport on, uh, I was in the airport the Saturday after Halloween, they're playing fucking Christmas music, well the edible's kicking in, after turning the keys to the rental car, but, Christmas time means you buy shit and if you could go to christophermedia.net click through the Amazon banner we'd appreciate it So we get a little piece doesn't costs you any extra money and yeah it helps uh keep this whole thing afloat uh we are at unregimentedpod on twitter unregimented at christophermedia.net is the email and that's it uh yeah we're, we're almost a year into Trump I mean you know we're a year from the event so, hey, we made it, everybody. So, we know how this goes at this point. Who the fuck knows what will happen by this point next week? So, we'll just see you then. Peace. See ya. Later.